Welcome gamers to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we sit down, hit pause, and just chill and talk about video games. And as of right now, I am the conductor of the E3 hype train. Everyone, get off. Ride's over. E3 is over. E3 is done. Unfortunately, Ryan was not able to join us today for our post-E3 talk because, you know, scheduling suck. And also the reason why this uh, video is coming out super late is because I also was out of town and life, life happens. It yeah, I understand. But I'm not alone. Joining me back from our episode when we when she and I talked about E3, she is one half of the anime siblings of Adults Talking Anime Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, Inga Draper. How's it going, Inga? Woo! Hi. I don't know why You're, I wooed. Like it's a live stadium, but it's good. How are you, Ben? I am I'm partially disappointed, and then somehow someone saved me from E3 this year. We'll so. talk. We'll, we'll get into it. I feel like a lot of people are like. E3 as a whole, people are saying, like, disappointed, disappointed this, disappointed sure. that. But also, hey, Inga, yes. it's not just the two of us today. No. Tell no. me more. <laughs> I know. Coming back is another half of another podcast. He is one of the co-hosts of the Retro Blast podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from South Carolina, Mr. Patrick Brickhouse. How's it going? Hey, man. Good. Thanks for having me back. Nah, of course. Glad glad both of you were able to come back. And, yeah. Uh, and- so two weeks ago, the biggest video game convention happened, and it was a it was a all um it was a all virtual event. It wasn't in person like I thought it was going to be, but still, it happened compared to last year because last year due to the pandemic, they said no. Mm-hmm. This year, they said okay, it's going to be all virtual. So there's no there was no live press conferences, there was no crowds, there was there was no booths to go to, which was a bummer. But still, the fact that E three happened this year was good. Whereas we were excited and happy about E3 coming back is a, is up to debate. Well, actually, no. I would say I'm happy for E3 to come back because I missed E3. I love E3. But also, we I think one of the things that we have to remember on is that it was a pandemic year. So maybe all the things that we were hoping for, because Patrick, Inga, I don't know if you watched it, Inga and I had a predictions episode mm-hmm. of what we were hoping to see in E3. And maybe only one prediction of mine came true. And that's a stretch. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any yeah. of mine came through. <laughs> I listened to the episode last night while I was at work, and no. I was yeah. like, the, man. The heavy hitters for me, no, none. None of Yeah, because yeah, we we also talked about um, E3 on my main show, The Fake Nerd Podcast. We talked about the first, because it was right in the middle of the conference when we record our show, so we talked about half of it. Yeah. And I was very disappointed with one uh, conference which we will get into but uh ryan uh ryan my co-host on fake nerd podcast he was also with us on our prediction episode uh patrick also kept reminding reminding me he's like yeah but remember it was a pandemic pandemic year happened so yeah. we'll try so as because i mean i've seen some some pretty nasty vitriol online of people talking about how bad e3 was this year how boring it was xyz <laughs> <laughs> it's always bad yeah like there's, there's a lot of venom out there yeah always i feel like every year even when when we have those bad years and we have the good years there's always someone who's just like their head cannon what they wanted to see if one yeah. piece wasn't there they're just like it's garbage it's the yeah. word yeah but especially if, uh, if, especially if the one piece game wasn't announced because how many one piece games are there Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like the Naruto fighting games, too many. That's right. so funny. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to just admit something. So, A, mm -hmm. I've never really watched an E3 before. And I've also never been to an E3. I always thought, like, ooh, this would be really exciting, like, to, to physically go. Because, obviously, you get to test the games and you get to kind of, like, yeah. walk around. I'm a fan of conventions. But, again, I get it. But so... I've never really watched um I've never really watched an E3 and I may have to say that I am in the camp of thinking that it was slightly boring. It was a little yeah. lackluster this year. Yeah, that yeah. it was I was just like are they always like this? Um yeah. so unfortunately <laughs> that's kind of where I was sitting. I wouldn't say they're always like that because there have been some years where, like 2018, Sony was there, God of War was announced, or no, okay, not 2018, 2016. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, 2016, God of War was announced, Sony was there. There was just a huge hubbub of so many games being announced. And even 2019, I think, was a really good E3. Mm -hmm. because, um, Square showed off Final Fantasy VII, pretty much yeah. Square's entire thing. Mm -hmm. was Final Fantasy VII Remake, which came out the following year. Um, the Xbox panel had Cyberpunk 2077 with Keanu Reeves coming out. But didn't that game fully flop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my most fully. disappointing games. <laughs> yeah, the game unfortunately did fully flop, but just the excitement and the, yeah. and the even, I want to say 2019, that E3 was also the year when Banjo-Kazooie was announced as the, a Smash character. Mm. And fans were excited because, oh my god, if Banjo was coming to Smash, what does this mean for Nintendo and Rare? Are they buddy-buddy again? Like, can mm. they talk? Is Microsoft letting them? So well, I think it's been pretty clear, like, Microsoft and Nintendo have been pretty buddy-buddy. Yeah. In the past yeah. few years, which is nice. They've been they've mm -hmm. been pretty... Sony's been a little hesitant in some ways, but Microsoft and Nintendo have gotten... Seems to me like they've had a more of a kinship. Yeah, Definitely. But even then, because I think so, because a lot of people or even uh, my own podcast, we've been talking about, we're wondering if E3 is going to keep lasting because like um, with Sony being gone and Nintendo essentially doing their own thing. I mean, yeah. yes, this was an all virtual event this year, but Sony has their state of plays and they just have their own shows yeah. and their own, essentially their directs online. There's no really no need to go to an E3, whereas... Yeah. Um, and Nintendo, they do like what three directs a year in the spring, summer, and the fall. So I feel like E3. I remember, and I'm I'm old, so I, I remember like when I was in, I want to say probably, I guess it was maybe elementary school or like early junior high. No, it was like maybe my first year of junior high. Uh, E3 had been around for maybe a year. I think it was '95 it was when they did the first one, and yeah. then in '96 they did it in Atlanta, Georgia. And I live about three hours from Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember begging my dad to go to E3. And the only reason I knew about what it was is because I had like a Game Pro magazine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I really want to go. And he was like, no, he didn't even know. He had no idea what it was. But back then, I feel like until we started getting like into the information age when the Internet was readily available, it was easier to hide games. It was easier yeah. to have these oh, big yeah. reveals. Now everybody gets rumors. Like you jump on Twitter for 10 minutes and someone's going to mm -hmm. be like, there's a rumor that so-and-so is going to have this game and this game's going to be revealed. And like, there's all the speculation. It leads not only to massive disappointment in most cases, right? Which, you know, I get hyped up for stuff that has, there's no basis there. You've got the companies that are lying also. They have to, they're like, no, that's, that's not in development they want to reveal it at e3 but a lot of this stuff leaks it's just different now back then yeah. it was more like 
it's like I think back even when the internet was a thing, but like when um, when Twilight Princess got revealed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know stuff like that when those games you know got revealed and everybody was like, I had no clue. Like there was no information. Nobody really had any idea. And now it's just kind of I think it's that's why you know Inga when you said boring. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Not to mention the fact that most trailers that they show, and this has been an issue I've had for years, are CGI cinematic trailers. No, I don't care about that. I don't want to see the <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> yeah, no, really, Sorry. it drives me nuts. And I'm an X. Ex- I mean, I I have love for all platforms. I mainly mm-hmm. play on Xbox for the fact that my friends have been playing on Xbox for a yeah. long time. There's a lot of properties I like there, but. I can't stand when it's always like the big reveal that you've been waiting for for years. And it's a cinematic trailer that shows zero gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we live in an age where they tease, you know, Ubisoft's done it how many times where they show you this product that you're not really going to get. Yeah. Uh, and it's all marketing. It's all hype. It's overhype. And I think yeah. E3 has fallen into that where it's all overhype or disappointment. And there's not really in between anymore. And that's kind of where I stand. So when I watch E3, I'm kind of like, not fully invested anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, when you mentioned the Xbox and a, lot, a big criticism of E3 this year are the cinematic um, trailers. Well, once again, I, yeah. pretty much blanket statement throughout all the stuff we're going to talk about, especially the negatives, are mm-hmm. is pandemic. Sure. Yeah. The, world, the world shut down. People were working from home. They had to adjust. And sure. obviously, the things we were promised a few years ago didn't afford to come over. And even now, because we're still in the global pandemic, Right. We still, even though things are slowly but surely getting better, we mm-hmm. still don't know when these things are going to happen. Like um, the big reveal uh, during Xbox was Starfield. That was that's right. Bethesda's new, their big giant RPG that been, they've been working on. They've been working on this for like over five plus years. We get an announcement that's coming out in November of 2022 or November of next year, mm-hmm. which sounds cool. I don't think it's going to make that release date. Yeah. Because also, if you have a game that's a year, that's a year and a half out. Why is there no gameplay to be shown? Hmm. Or because all we yeah. saw for Starfield was uh, HD Cinematics, and I'm starting to get a little. I never played the game, but I remember. But I do have friends who did, and I remember how pissed they were. Fallout 76. We all yeah. remember what happened to that one. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, granted, oh. that wasn't Bethesda's 18. That was just, that was another studio that didn't have a lot of experience and. To be fair, Todd was asking a whole lot of this, uh, a lot of stuff for these guys who weren't 100% experienced and they didn't know what happened. And eventually, stuff got patched and the game is playable now, which cool, yeah. good. But I mean, this is the Starfield would be the first game that my that Bethesda would publish yeah. after being bought by Microsoft. So we can only assume that they have like the whip or they have like the big stick, like just going, you better make sure it ain't buggy. Yeah, <laughs> they might, I hope they kind of. Get Bethesda, Bethesda to, you know, do a little better with their quality control. Yeah, you know, like I love Bethesda games. I love Fallout. I mm-hmm. love Elder Scrolls. You know, I, those are a series that I really care about. But, um, you know, even the, the, the jank is to be expected in a lot of ways. But there's a lot of things that they could do better with on the outset. You know, I go back and play, um, you know, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Every couple of years. I love that game. Fallout 4, huge disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. And ever since they've kind of, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe a lot of there's there's a lot of pressure. Like, and E3 kind of plays into that, too. They have pressure to have stuff to show at E3. And I feel yeah. Like, you oh, know, yeah. it's like what you're saying. It's like with, with 76. It's like, to be fair, you know, okay, well, 
they had this team working on it and they were pushing them. And it's like, this shouldn't have happened in the first place. And people are buying this product and they're getting, you know, it's doing more damage to the brand than it, you know, than it is good. So I feel like I hope this marriage with them and Microsoft and, and what's going on here is going to turn into better quality products, new yeah. engines. They're going to actually get motivated to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like playing back into the, into the E3 thing, I do think that that kind of, that pressure is detrimental. It doesn't really help because we get all that hype and then we get let down. And yeah. they're also under the thumb. They're, you know, they're, they have to get this stuff done and get it out by their release dates and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, fan bases are to blame too because they're rapid oh, yeah. and they're like, you know, it's it's been two years and you haven't showed a single blah, blah, blah. And it's just <laughs> like, just wait until it's done, man. Like, then you'll get a yeah. good game and who cares? Like, yeah. everybody's rabid and, you know, gamer culture which I hate even saying that is yeah. pretty toxic, you know, and yeah. developers are overworked. There's all kinds of stuff. And I do think getting rid of E3, you know, and letting these companies do what they want on their own might be a good idea at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel similar in the sense. Cause I, again, like I hadn't, I've always thought the idea of E3 was very cool. I remember a few years wanting to actually physically go to E3 um, after, and I only, I really can't speak to the Xbox cause I don't really play the Xbox. It's, it's out of all the systems. It's the one I'm the least familiar with. Uh, so I'm, I'm a Sony girl. Uh, <laughs> Sony <laughs> and Nintendo are probably are the two that I definitely can speak to. I was the one that I watched probably the most of was, was actually Sony. And I was just kind of like, Oh man. And I love, <laughs> and I love generally like everything that's happening. But even this, I was like, like I maybe I just don't personally care enough. Like I kind of feel the same way. Like let them finish the game. Yeah, I'd love some updates here or there, but like don't give me crap. Like don't give me garbage updates. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff that they're doing is just kind of not uh I don't know, it's just uninteresting. Where you're just like, okay, cool. Maybe this exists, maybe this doesn't exist. Are you going to have to fully re like are you going to do DLC content that as the game is being released, you now have to apologize and fix it as you go? Like, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing here? So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Well, so I also don't have an Xbox. Um, I've played Xbox before. I was the only Xbox console I ever owned was a 360 back in the day. Mm -hmm. But even then that was still kind of, I wasn't, I was, it was pretty much like just a machine to play Halo and a few multiplayer games on it. <laughs> right. than, and other than that, I was mostly Former playing. Experience. Like, yeah, it was fun time. Yeah, I was mostly playing my Nintendo DS. I was playing my Nintendo handhelds and my gotcha. PS2. I was playing older games when mm-hmm. the newer stuff was coming out. And if you can hear yeah. some audio, some apologies. My roommate and his friends are watching a movie in the other room. Um, um, what was it? Yeah. So my, my concern with Xbox is that I'm happy that they have a lot of console, a lot of console exclusive because when people debate between PS5 and Xbox, Sony v. Microsoft, a lot of things come out is that Sony has the better exclusives. They have yeah. more, they have yeah. Spider-Man, they had all these amazing times. Now they have, they have great exclusives. Yeah, they have some amazing exclusives with a beautiful narrative storytelling. And they have the stuff for the dude bros. They got the FIFAs, the Call of Duty, <laughs> the CODs and everything. Right. Whereas Xbox was just Halo, Forza, whatever. Gears. Yeah, yeah. Like it was the same. Gear. I felt like Xbox fell into this hole for a long time where, and I don't know why it took them so long to get there. I'm not a fanboy. Let me just go ahead and say this right now. I'm not a fanboy for any system. I love all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love, I I don't, I think gatekeeping and like fanboy stuff is ridiculous and I hate it. I feel like you, 
you know, if you can get everything and enjoy sure. what everything has to offer, the competition's good, you get better products. Um, PSA from Patrick Burkhouse to the Retro Yeah, this is the PSA, right? And as someone who is has a podcast based on retro games, I have a lot of all of their previous consoles, and I love all of them. There's mm -hmm. so much good stuff there. Um, so I think that Xbox for a long time, when, when I would watch E3 presentations, Sony would come out with these, you know, not always. Sony had some poor showings here or there that disappointed me, but sometimes they come out and they would just throw down the gauntlet, right? They'd have like The Last of Us Part Two, or they'd have like, you know, God of War, as you mentioned, Spider-Man, all these really amazing exclusives that were coming out, uh, Ratchet and Clank, mm -hmm. um, all of those. And they look amazing and they're, they're polished. All of them are polished to perfection. They've got those studios like Insomniac that they worked with for a long time. Now owned. There's, there's something right there. There's something going right yeah. there with them and their third party publishers and or developers. Microsoft would get, it seemed like, and not to say they were bad games, on the contrary, like something like Ori, uh, Ori and the Black Forest, stuff like that. A lot of the games seemed small. There were a lot Suki of small agrees. games. Oh, hey. My friend Suki agrees. She's curious about, about Ori. Um, <laughs> they had all these games they would do like, you know, Xbox exclusive, and they were all these games that were like $20 games or $30 games. There were no showstoppers. Gears was good. The new mm -hmm. Gears had been pretty good, but there's been no, you know, like it, yeah. it just hasn't felt right. Halo's been absent for too long. Halo 5, while I enjoyed the game, was a disappointment because they didn't market it correctly. They did mm -hmm. a lot of things they shouldn't have done there. So I am excited for Halo Infinite. But again, I think Bethesda, I hope this gives them, you know, a little more oomph going forward yeah. because they need yeah. it. And Sony's, Sony's always been, for the most part, good in that area. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's been too small. You know, like they haven't really... When's the last time you can remember an Xbox showcase or presentation where you were like, oh, my God, they, they announced that? I can't. Um, I would you say know? 2018 was Cyberpunk, but, of course, Cyberpunk was cross-platform. It wasn't uh, – it was uh, – what was – like you know I can remember. The announcement of Halo 2. Halo, I would say Halo 3 was the last big one that I remember yeah. where I was like with the piano and all that stuff. But since then, maybe a couple of Gears games since then, but – They've Halo needed these IPs. They've needed more stuff. And now they've Halo got Halo Reach. Okay, I don't remember the announcement for Halo Reach, but I loved what happened after Halo Reach came out because, yeah. let's be honest, Halo Reach is probably the best Halo game ever made. I love it. I do love yeah. Halo Reach. And, of uh, course, Suki is knocking down my Amiibos. On my little <laughs> shelf she just knocked down a Link from Breath of the Wild. But, yeah, I don't want to stay on Xbox for too long. No, no. Let's, um, let's I, I wrote, yeah, if you the reason why I brought up Xbox and their exclusives is because they show we're showing a lot of exclusives. A lot of them were CGI cinematics. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I forget about half of it or 90% mm -hmm. of it. When these games do come out, it's like, Hey, that looks cool. I'm going to forget about this. And then for some reason, Sony square, Nintendo, all of their stuff sticks. Whereas the only thing from Microsoft is like halo. I don't really care about Forza. Um, mm -hmm. I was hoping to see something for fable. Um, I know Inga yeah. was hoping to do something for Fable, but that would have been a good one. No Fable. Uh, yeah, there's wasn't anything because apparently the studio that's making Fable is showing off Hor Forza Horizon. Mm. Yeah, or at least the team Horizon has its audience for sure. There's a big audience for that, and they. I will say that Forza. I mean, no one talks about Gran Turismo anymore, and there's a reason for that. Forza, <laughs> Forza, Forza dominates that market, and they yeah. dominated not only the uh, the gearhead part of the market but the arcade side too so they've yeah. got that cornered but they have that audience and that's the general public doesn't get excited about forza mm -hmm. i think it's great, but i'm not like a forza fan i'm not someone who's yeah. like to see the next installment like for me a really good showcase 
especially for a company that whose console I don't own, I don't plan to own. I mean, if I do ever own one, cool, but I don't plan to own an Xbox anytime soon. For right. me, a really good showcase would be like, oh, I should probably buy an Xbox Series Series X. But unfortunately, yeah. but seeing uh, the trailer for Starfield, seeing the third trailer for Redfall, hearing the stuff about Halo, whereas that's cool. Yeah. I still don't think I want to buy an Xbox because yeah, Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. You actually have to see it. So, yeah. Inga, you, I know you you didn't say anything. You or I know you um, you have said something. Wow, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Not Inga. I didn't say anything. Is it obvious that I woke up forty five minutes ago? No, you're good. <laughs> I'm like I've been up all day. Was I was was I, what I was gonna say was I know you're you don't have much to say on Xbox, but is there yeah. anything you'd like to say before we move on to another uh, studio? Uh. I do not. I really, I like I said, I didn't, I didn't even really bother. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, as I was watching more and more of the E3, I was just kind of like, wow, this all feels, again, I might not be the right audience for it too, though. Like, I like what I like. I know what I get excited about. Uh, and, you know, it, my biggest thing is like, am I buying a PS5? Are there any games that are going to trigger me to buy a PS5? But uh, Xbox wise, I just, my, my only gripe with them is their controllers. Their controllers are really big. I have small hands <laughs> and I don't know if this is like a for everything. I did have an Xbox for a while, had tons of fun playing uh, Gears of War. So fun. Um, but my biggest complaint literally is the controller. <laughs> I was like, I need a smaller controller. <laughs> Yeah. So, so no. all right. So moving on from Xbox, did anyone watch the Ubisoft or Ubisoft thing? Because I didn't even bother with Ubisoft. No, no, no. I didn't. No. Cool. Moving on. Uh, what happened? Okay. <laughs> so I, I even wrote these out of order, but uh, Square Enix. Square mm -hmm. Enix had their uh, conference the same day as Xbox, and this was the one I was most excited for. Yeah. Um, I I talked with I, a lot of. I'll, I'll probably be echoing a lot of my um, complaints I had because when we had the figure podcast our latest episode um i talked about uh i talked about square and i was very disappointed ryan was ryan was was more positive which is good and i did have some time to reflect on what i said but a lot of it kind of still stands was was square enix i was disappointed once again pandemic i get it pandemic suck things not everything we wanted to see was shown but one of my biggest problems and one of and a lot of people's biggest problems was when they announced the, the original six Final Fantasy games, or mm -hmm. game remasters. I was yeah. like, yes, that's yeah. awesome. All six in one collection? That's an amazing collection. Why the hell is it coming out on Steam and mobile only? What the damn hell? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because most of these games already are on Steam mobile. You can get mm -hmm. them already on your phone. They're, and perfect. The They're perfect for Switch. Yeah. Perfect for Switch. I, I, yeah. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe. My biggest complaint was, why are we not getting these these Final Fantasy titles on console? I mean, there's right. a chance that we could eventually. Yeah. I feel it's a wasted opportunity to have the entire of the original pixel-based Final Fantasies in mm -hmm. one collection. Because um, even like the a, a translated version of Final Fantasy III, which we never got until the Nintendo DS... Yeah, the Nintendo DS is then and that's essentially a remaster of Final Fantasy III. We never got the original 8 bit pixel version in the States mm -hmm. at all until the Nintendo DS and I guess the iOS. I haven't checked if yeah. you can get three on the, your phone right now, but 
Yeah. Well, someone who's, I mean, my my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time is in that list, Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's favorites. I, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I get it. It's, it's a lot of it's nostalgia, but um, I love that game. And so, like, when I saw the announcement, too, I was like, awesome. I was like, that's perfect. I can't wait to get that on my Switch. Yeah. And, oh, really? And I have Steam. Look, I play stuff on Steam or whatever, but, like, I, I don't... I don't know. Like it just Square Enix continues to make decisions that baffle me. Yeah. And I mean, like not just with Final Fantasy, they own some other properties that I care about a lot and they just don't know what to do with them. And they're doing this, this mobile thing. Like I don't, am I just like, am I old and too old to where I don't understand how many people are playing games on mobile? Cause I play zero games on mobile. None. I have I have a few games on mobile, but a lot of them are just like gotcha type games. Pokemon Go is still on my phone. I sure, yeah, for a fair while. enough. But, but I mean, I okay, okay. I play Among Us on my phone. I find it it's better to control Among Us through my phone than it is on my Switch. Mostly because when we're trying to discuss, it's easier for me to type like that than it is. Yeah. To one single okay. letter because Among Us still doesn't have push to talk on the Switch <laughs> at least. Yeah. The right audience for it then, I guess, because I I used to play mobile games back when there was like when Angry Birds was big. Oh yeah, and like uh, you know, uh, doodle jump stuff like that. Yeah, and I just kind of fell off the train because I was like, this isn't how I like to experience games. Now I understand that some people do, but I, I think it's intense. I think it's too hard to play your. I mean, I I get it. It's be it's nice to be able to do some of this type of like gaming. Like I, I guess it would be better if it was cross platform. It would be really nice, like not to bring Genshin Impact out of the blue, but like what Genshin Impact is doing right now is so incredibly smart because it's on everything. And you can literally like, they have daily tasks or they have things like that, that you're like, oh, you know what? I'm running around. I can't sit down and play my console right now, but I can at least check in and knock out some like daily tasks on your phone. So I feel like it would be, it could be really nice if it was cross platform like if they're like here's for your ps4 5 and your you know switch and your whatever to play this however you want like you could be sitting i don't know on a train and you have wi-fi and you're like you know what i'd love to kill some time and play final fantasy 3 for four hours on my phone but like i don't want to actually play these games on my phone (laughs) like it's a nightmare like so i do have besides like the, some of the gotcha games I have, like I have Disney Emoji Blitz that I never play anymore. I mean, I'll play for like a hot second and never touch that thing in months. Um, I have a few Sega games on my phone. I have Sonic 1, or I have Sonic CD, Sonic 2, um, I want to say Fantasy Star 2, and Comic Zone on my mm-hmm. phone. Now, okay. it's, there. It's I mean, playing on, like the only game I'll constantly go back to and play on my phone, Sega-wise, is Sonic CD. Because it's, I mean, you just have like the thumb pad, the the controller on the phone. It's like if you put it to one side, it go you saw it goes to the right. If you go to the other side, he goes to the left. And mm-hmm. of course, you you have the easy jump button. It's just you tap you tap the one side of the screen to jump. Because there's only mm-hmm. other one button. You just jump. Yeah. Just jump and maybe do the spin dash and the super peel out. That's it. Super easy to do. Same with Sonic Two, um, Comic Zone, Fancy Star. A little bit more difficult, but playable. Um, I just I got those on on a whim. And mm-hmm. I figured if I'm ever stuck somewhere where I'm bored out of my mind and I need to do something, I can at least bust out my phone and play these games for a little bit. Yeah. Do I am I going to play these games like to completion on my phone? Hell no. Do mm-hmm. I have a good chunk of these games on my Sega Mini over there? Yes. That's what, what I play them on is my my Sega Mini uh, or mm-hmm. the actual hardware. Like yeah, 
you know, I have an, I have a, a model two Genesis that I play a lot of games on and, and my mini, which I, I love that Sega Genesis mini. It's awesome. That's how I would comic zone is a hard game. So I, I, I like having, I'm, I'm like that too. And I know you guys probably agree for the most part. I mean, I don't want to assume, but like, I like having a physical controller in my hand. Yeah. I like, I, I think it's like when, um, you know, I have a 3DS and, you know, in the DS and all that. And I played those games, play a little bit more 3DS, but touchscreen stuff was kind of, and with the Wii U as well, like touchscreen mm-hmm. stuff, stuff was kind of, it wasn't completely gimmicky. I mean, there were times where it worked out pretty well, but there were so many times where I was just like, I would much rather just be doing all of this with a controller. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's the cranky old man to me that's always been there. And, you know, like when the Wii came out and I love the Wii. I love the Wii so much. There's so many great games on the Wii. And I'll go back and play um, this a series that I'm sure is going to come up later when we talk about disappointments as far as what we didn't see. Uh, Super Mario Strikers Charge. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the Strikers series. Why we haven't gotten a new one is beyond me. But um, Strikers Charged. Love that game. But I wish I could just sit down with the controller and play it. I don't want to waggle and, and do all that stuff. Like it was, you know, <laughs> that should be the quote for this. I don't want to waggle. Yeah. Uh, just put that at the top. Then. But that's the thing. Like I go back and. Hold on. Yeah. I can do something. Just give me one hot second. Uh, oh God. What's coming? Oh, oh, just, 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 uh, just keep talking. You'll find out. Anyway, back to waggling. Yeah. Uh, no, like I, again, I can do it and I'm fine with it, but you know, I wish I had an option to just play with a controller. So with mobile stuff, I think, especially when you start, it's like even, you know, uh, when people start emulating games on their phone and they get like, oh, wow, I can play N64 on my phone. Yeah, you can, but you do it for about three minutes. Yeah. And you're like, this is not a good way to play this game. It works. (laughs) And it's cool that my phone will run it. It's cool that my phone will run Blast Core. Yeah. But I don't want to sit there and play Blast Core on my phone because I want to be holding a controller. And that's just, like I said, maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too cranky about it, but that's how I like to play my game. So like, but I, I understand there's a big mobile market, but I do think Square, Square Enix making these decisions. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, let's just throw this on mobile, you know, like, okay, but you're going to lose a lot of other people that really might be interested in your product by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that grew up with Final Fantasy. I mean, I think they kind of, you know, a lot of these companies are just chasing these trends. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen it with Battle Royales. We've seen it with, you know, a lot of different areas. This is one of them too. Right. Yeah. To where they're just kind of assuming everybody it's, you know, we all know what happened to, uh, what was it? Uh, the Diablo fans. Oh, when they yeah. announced that, that mobile game and it, they literally got almost booed off the stage. Cause it's they like, did. what are you doing? Yeah. Why do you assume, are you that tone deaf about your fan base? That's how I feel about Square Enix lately. Yeah. They don't know their fan base. They're just the, the higher ups are like, just do this and do this and do this. And we're getting stuff we don't want. Yeah. You know, that's my opinion. No, no, it's a 100% valid opinion because the first thing that um, Square showed off was their new game, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which especially now Square, um, they didn't pop, they didn't develop uh, Avengers, but they published it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I want to say I um, Crystal Dynamic or was it Crystal Dynamic Dynamic Dynamics? Who, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. The so two Crystal Dynamics play Avengers, and they're saying, hey, we're doing something with the Eidos Montreal, and it's another Marvel game, whereas. Yeah. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm glad that Dan Abbott, who wrote um, who wrote a really great Guardians of the Galaxy run, is mm-hmm. a part of this, or mm-hmm. who's or if he was the inspiration for this, and it's a single player game. I don't know if a Marvel game 
this close to Avengers was the right move. Yeah. It was definitely surprising. Um, I, again, I, just because I, I don't follow games that closely, I was a little surprised to see Square Enix bringing out a more, a more Marvel mm -hmm. in general. Um, again, I watched the trailer for the game. It does look, it looks fun. Um, it's not something that I would be very, I, I don't know if somebody had it and was like, Hey, do want to play this game? I'd be like, Oh yeah, I guess so. But it's definitely not something that I'm, I personally would want to go off and buy. I also just couldn't tell if it looked good, like game wise. Yeah. Also, I'm like, am I, what's happening? It just looked, I don't know, a little subpar, yeah. but it still looked mm -hmm. kind of fun. I don't know. I, I had very mixed feelings about it. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't very impressed to be honest. And I love guardians of the galaxy, the property. I love Marvel. I'm a, I'm going to, I'm a Marvel guy always have been since I was a kid. And seeing all, you know, Marvel's done a great job with their cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. the, games, like the Marvel Avengers game, I didn't even buy it because I was just like, this is awful. This whole, yeah. you know, and that's another thing Square Enix has been doing a very poor job of is the games as a service model, the way they do it and the way that it just seems like such a ripoff. And it's not even just, oh, you know, complain about games as a service, you know, that that's how they make money. Yeah, but they're really nickel and diming people for like, in, inconsequential stuff and like yeah they the game wasn't even done it, it wasn't even a functional game it was glitched to oblivion and they still were like but you can pay us this much money and get a red skin as a yeah. blue one and it's like no this is this is dumb you remember what happened to ea when they did this with battlefront 2 mm -hmm. like this is what happens and square just keeps i i really feel like the the what i keep going back to is just tone deaf yeah just tone yeah. deaf I, I've seen it year after year and it disappoints me so much because they have, they were such a beloved, uh, you know, uh, company. Like uh, they had so many great properties and they did such a great job. I'm not saying they don't from time to time, mm -hmm. you know, but a lot of their fans are just like, what are you doing? Like, what yeah. in the world? You've got Kingdom Hearts and, you know, Final Fantasy and you're doing what with them? Yeah. You know, especially Final Fantasy. Like they're just milking. No. I, I, Final Fantasy, not so much. Yeah, with um, I apologize. It's okay. No, besides, um, because my main disappointment, I mean, Guardians does look good. It looks cool. When I was watching it, I was actually kind of interested because I'm like, okay, so you play a Star Lord. It's a single player game. It's not a live action game. It's just, it's a narrative based, and um, it looks great. I mean, it looks good. Like visually, it looks good. Gameplay wise, looks it's like okay I, I might be able to play i don't yeah. know guardians is definitely one of those games where like spider-man i was on board from mm -hmm. the beginning insomniac was doing with was dealing with it um uh marvel was like hell yeah let's go and just everything about that spider-man game just looked phenomenal it's like yeah give it to me whereas yeah. guardians one it's weird because I was also hype a little hyped for the Avengers game but then when I found out what it really was I'm like mm, I don't know yeah, one, I'm cautiously optimistic for uh, for Guardians, but <sighs> the one thing I will give Square props to is that I mean I know this is a little divisive, but I'll give them props because they are trying something new. Because as much as I love the older Final Fantasies, as much as I love um, the older games, if they keep putting out the same thing over and over and over again, it's gonna get stale. Yeah, and now with Strangers in Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, mm -hmm. it looks different. I don't know if I was 100 if I'm 100 on board with it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know that if you took a shot every time he said chaos, you'd probably die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But I was, I'm happy to see that they're trying something new with the Final Fantasy Origins. But at the same time, I don't know if, well, luckily this game is still very early in development. All yeah. we saw was like some basic gameplay of it. So I'm kind of, I'm like, I will approach this one. If like, if I hear this game is good, if I hear this game is amazing, that's one of the, it's one of the best things that could happen to a Final Fantasy franchise. I'll, I'll play it and I'll buy it. But of course, if I don't hear anything, if I don't hear any rumblings and people are saying, oh yeah, it's kind of whatever, then I'm not going to waste my time with them. Like, dang it, Square, yeah. you did it again. Yeah. I don't, I just want them to finish. Like, I'm, I'm getting a little <laughs> over this, like, let's release 19 different games, but only like halfway. And here's like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I just, just finish. Like, I, I just want a full game. Like, let's just finish it. <laughs> let's, yeah. just, let's just mm-hmm. do that, please. I don't know. Cause I'm like, at this point, Final Fantasy VII, I don't want to think about it. I'm like, am I going to finish this game in my lifetime? <laughs> Will I ever? <laughs> like, yeah, or am valid... I going to be like an old, old lady trying to play? Try to play yeah, it, that's just, well, the first thing that really stood out to me was the, the whole like labeling the, uh, what is it? Stranger of Paradise, mm-hmm. saying that it was like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Dark another. Souls. What's like, that? T- it didn't look like Dark Souls. Team Ninja was behind it, and Team Ninja is known for like Ninja Gaiden, the hack and well, slash. Yeah, but, well, they did Neo, right? Which Neo was good, and that's very similar to Dark Souls in a lot of ways. Which I like Neo too quite a bit. Thought that was a really good game. But whenever I hear Dark Souls esque, which is how they described it in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's let's see, you know, see how they do. I'm 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 open minded to it. But mm-hmm. for what Inga said about Final Fantasy VII, Jay and I, uh, my co-host Jay that I mentioned. I hope I mentioned him earlier. Sorry, Jay. Um, Jay is, you know, he's the guy that he he got into Final Fantasy for from Final Fantasy VII when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was his entry. And he he had, like many in our age group, um, you know he he adores that game. It's one of his number one games. And that's I had left Final Fantasy behind, you know, for a few years because I didn't have a PlayStation One. I had an N sixty four. So got to play it finally and just fell in love with it and was like, this is an amazing game. And I understand why people love it so much. I do think that what they're doing with it, I played the demo because I have a PS4. I don't have a PS5. And I I thought, you know, maybe I'll just wait until all the parts, you know, come out. Then I played the demo and I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like I enjoy this because I actually really like Final Fantasy 15. I love it. I listen to the soundtrack like every other day. I love it, um, but I'm I one of those. Another, I got another yeah. Final Fantasy 15 sandwich. I love. Final <laughs> I love Final Fantasy 15, man. Like I, I get it. I understand why some people don't like it, but I do. Um, but seven, seven took pieces from that, from gameplay wise and everything. And it, I thought that it, it was pretty cool when I played the demo. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna wait and see, you know, kind of what their plan is. And and I read into it more. And now, like this whole like integrate thing they're doing, and yeah. The Yuffie thing, like I, Jay came to me. He was the one that kind of brought it up, and he said, "You know what?" He's like, "This really pisses me off." He said because they released. He was like, "I've played through that game so many times. The, the first they called it Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then it stops at the end of what Midgard, 
which yeah, is yeah disc one i guess part. technically not, yeah. not even disc one 10 percent through disc oh one. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this one ends when Aerith gets the the sword oh, through the chest. okay yeah, yeah okay and his point there was like he was like why he's like first of all i don't even know if they're going to finish this he was like and secondly why would i want to buy you know a, not even a quarter of a game as good as it is and as great as it plays like they are nickel and diming people yeah the the integrate thing just i saw that and was like how many people are like oh my god i can't wait and i'm like you're all just why why yeah. they're literally just like smiling as they're being bent over sorry but like that's what's happening <laughs> and you no know, like square enix is like going to get the belt again yeah. but it just keeps happening and he was like i'm not doing it he's like i'm not playing it he's like if they release a full game as a collection or gold edition or whatever they do in the future, I'll buy it. He said, but I refuse. So he has yet to play it. He hasn't even played the demo. And I understand where he's coming from. And this is because Square, again, does not understand their fan base. <laughs> or they can really piss you off and drop it, I don't know, five months later for mm -hmm. free in the PlayStation Store. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you pay $14 a month, you could have had Final Fantasy VII for free, which I, I'm not going to lie. I bought it. I mean, I bought it early, did the pre-order. Sure. I, I, I didn't go as crazy as I should have went for the cloud statue at this point or a figure. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I should have yeah. just did it. Um, that's my only regret. No, <laughs> out of so many regrets. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I totally feel you. And that is my issue with it too. Cause everybody's like, Oh, I love it. Let's keep, it doesn't matter. It can go forever. But yeah. like at the same time, no, it cannot go forever. I want, mm -hmm. I yeah. need a completion. I want some sort of end. Uh, and yeah. what they're doing is, you know, I'm not going to spoil the ending if you haven't played the ending of of Final Fantasy the remake. But I like, haven't, I haven't it's kind of like it's such a cop out that you're kind of like, oh, cool, yeah, cool. Which is, um, I guess you know we can then bring up uh the this. Uh, I just read the title of it. I called it Winter Soldier. It's not Winter the First Soldier, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which feels like to me a remake. I don't know if it's supposed to be or not. But kind of like Zach's story, but for the phone. Yeah. Again, people love that game. I love that. And it was only on the PSP. Mm -hmm. I wish Price they Core. would bring what is the name of the game? Um, Crisis Core. Crisis Core. Core. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I'm like, look, if you're going to do it, why are you doing it on the phone? Like, what are you doing? Stop. <clears throat> Stop it. They but won't. also, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I think they are, they, they are in a position now where they're playing a dangerous game. And actually, we as fans, or anybody who's a fan is playing a dangerous game when we keep supporting them yeah, that's because true. and i know people i i'm guilty of it too i'm guilty of it like i'm a i'm a capcom fanboy luckily capcom's been very good to me lately yeah um they're my favorite you know third-party developer of all time but they've been good to me lately and mm -hmm. they haven't really been doing you know they've had some dlc stuff here or there but it's been stuff that you'd want it's substantial and there have been times in the past where they did some things that I didn't agree with. And I was like, well, I'll buy it anyway. Of course I'm going to buy it. Yeah. You know? But I think with Square, it's we're at, we're at a point where they are testing. They're testing people. EA did it. Mm -hmm. uh, Activision has done it numerous times to where they'll test you and see how much you'll put up with them. They'll walk it back and be like, hey, we apologize. You know, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we shouldn't have put gambling in our Star Wars game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real money. And people tend to just fanboys and I hate to fanboys and fangirls. Like I, I hate to say it, but if you, if you keep supporting this, it's going to get worse. 
True. If you don't, and especially with Square Enix, because they are the, the the people at the top are the ones telling them like, yeah, you know, let's give them a quarter of a game and see if they'll spend sixty dollars on it. I know. I was like, do it again. Do it again, but put in one of those other characters that was secret in the original. Oh, they'll buy that too. Okay, and they'll just they're going to keep doing it. And people are like, D- what bothers me is the people who defend them. Yeah. I think that you should stand up for the developers more so than the publisher. Yeah. Because the publisher is usually the one making calling the shots mm-hmm. um, and, and telling them what they have to do. And the developer gets the, the short end of the stick on all that. Mm-hmm. I think there are very talented developers at Square Enix that do an amazing job. I do think what's there with Final Fantasy and, and a lot of what I've, what I've seen at E3 from Square looks pretty good. There's, yeah. there's artistry there. There are a lot of talented people that work on these games, right? But my issue is with the top. My issue is with the people, the actual publisher who is calling these shots, who is giving us little crumbs and people are eating them up. And because of Square's past, yeah, right, because of how much we love them before, Nintendo's guilty of this too. Mm-hmm. I love Nintendo, but they do this, they do this too. Um, but because of the love from the past, we, we're more liable to go, but Square Enix has always given me my favorite things. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm gonna love everything they're doing now. Like, oh, they're only giving me a quarter of the game. Well, Okay, I understand why. Do you though? Like, <laughs> is is that really what we should be doing? Um, it's true. I think we have a tendency as fans, and like I said, I'm very guilty of this. We have a tendency to give them passes. Yeah. We, too much, and it's it's changing the industry for the worse in a lot of ways. And this squares uh, squareness, uh, their E3 showing is very indicative of that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, I mean, great tangent by the way. Um, so if I, I do will, those. Yeah. I will be the one, probably the only FF7 remake apologist on this panel because I absolutely adore Final Fantasy VII. I do agree with a lot of your points. It is mm-hmm. it is messed up that they're nickel and diming us. It is messed up that, <laughs> that they only are giving us like a 10% of the first disc and we don't know how far they're going to go yeah. in the second, the third, or however parts. And I'm also scared that this will never be truly finished from yeah. the end. Yeah. However, the one thing I will give them is that yes? They they knew they, when they told us that it's only going to be up to Midgar. Mm-hmm. The director, the storytellers, the developers made sure that game was packed with stuff that I cared about. Mm-hmm. It, they took characters from, they took like Jesse Wedge and Biggs. Ah, uh, so they're good. only there for in the original game. They're only there for a few for a few minutes, right. and then they're gone. You never see them again. This one. Maybe give a shit about them. Yeah. Maybe care for them. I love exploring more of Midgar. You see more of the city. You see more. You actually get a better interaction with Aerith, uh, with Aerith's mom. You mm-hmm. you see, you get more into the characters. Like yeah. um, Aerith being like the the weird quirky quirky girl. I love that. You yeah. So yes, we get less the story, but we get more character development with this one. Also, the Honey Bee Inn upgrades were oh, incredible. Oh, so was, I wish you could go I, in I that thing over and over and over again. Oh my no! The entire <laughs> all of Chapter Five. When so I was good. Chapter Five. So I was good. like, this is one of the best things because so people good. were actually really scared that they were going to dial it back. Because yeah, um, well, yeah, Patrick, you play Final Fantasy VII, you know the whole Honey oh, yeah. thing, right? Yeah, dude, they turned it into something phenomenal. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm sure they did. And it was just like watching this whole thing. I was like, "This is, this is really cool. I yeah. really dig this." I'm I was where I was able to do it because I was scared that they were gonna like dial it back or do yeah. something. And and I was like, I was concerned it. for a while when I heard Tetsuya Nomura was directing it. 
And I think yeah. he's, didn't he step back? Like he wasn't, or he's maybe still director, but I would be honest, like as much as I appreciate and respect Kingdom Hearts for what it is, like, God, the guy cannot tell a story to save his life and his dialogue's awful. Sorry. <laughs> um, he's a, an amazing artist. He's an amazing artist, as but he's not guy, a great director. As the guy who has a Kingdom Hearts tattoo right here. I get I it. completely <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> what, what, did you think? what was that? Well, no, I, I do agree with you because yeah, um, no, I love the guy. I love him. I think he's an amazing artist. He's given, he, he's he needs to be there, and he's he's a very vital part of Final Fantasy. But when it comes to direction and all that stuff, like that's where he loses me. But I think that um, it, from what I've seen and what I've heard, the collective group there did a pretty good job with what they did make for Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm -hmm. what they have given us. Um, I am super excited to play it. I'm just, I think I'm kind of with Jay. Um, I want to wait until they give me a complete package because I don't feel like I want to, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to, and you know, that 2044. Yeah, 2044, <laughs> but I guess my fear here, and maybe this is too far, but my fear is that it's like, what if that, you know, what if they, the next part is literally like a very small part and it's yeah. Like yeah. season two of final fantasy seven. You know, when no, I, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. that's my fear too. Charging you for it, yeah, like, and that's not what I want. No, my big hope is that for when if part two does come out, it's either. I mean, luckily, since the PS5 is a much stronger console, they can do a whole lot more stuff with it. I'm hoping that they push that console to its limits, and they they could put so much more into part two. Like, obviously, not the rest of Final Fantasy VII into part two, because that'd be where it's like you only play through Midgard, then you speed run through the rest. Hmm. Like yeah. the bare minimum I will accept is the end of disc one. Yeah. That's, is where the, that's whole the bare minimum. That is like the bare minimum. But they say, I but can they see why they're holding off on that. Cause there's a, that huge story piece is something they probably yeah. have to save. But if they do, but if, like if square says like, Oh, don't worry. The end of disc one is the halfway point of the game. That's like, mm -hmm. Oh shit. You're, you're going hard. Okay. But once yeah. we, once in, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I don't do video games for a living. I don't know what goes in. I know a crap ton of work goes into it. Yeah. But the, for me, the bare minimum for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is if they say, like, yeah, end of disc, if the end of disc one is the end of the game of this yeah. part two, I'll be like, I will accept it. If they say, <laughs> oh, no, you get, you're going to get to like up to Sid and then that's where it ends, I'll be like, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We yeah. have words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but uh, going off from uh, Square, uh, you mentioned Capcom. Yeah, Patrick. Mm -hmm. Why the hell is Capcom at E3 this year? What's that? Why the hell was Capcom at E3 this year? Because my gosh, that was I, I, once again blanket salmon pandemic. I get it. Yep. But why? I didn't. To be honest, I don't. I have been. Maybe I'm blinded. I've been so pleased with everything they've been giving me that I didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like what I'm actually getting and what I've gotten recently. Like I just finished Resident Evil Village and I, I'm not, I don't want to, I shouldn't say this on the podcast, but like I did, I, a few tears were shed. <laughs> okay. I'm, I am, it's probably no secret. And I'm sure I brought this up, but I'm a Resident Evil fanatic. I no, you, love, you mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And Silent Hill too, but mm -hmm. um, Resident Evil is super, super special to me. Mm -hmm. I love it. And that game legitimately, you know, hit me right in the heart a couple times. I actually thought it was, I was so surprised with it. And I'm someone that actually really enjoyed seven. 
Mm -hmm. um, but I loved what they did with the story. The Resident Evil 2 remake was a love letter to me. Mm. Um, I can't tell you how excited I was about that. They've made some stupid choices additionally. Mm. Like uh, this new game that's coming out that's like a competitive shooter. Well, I don't remember, I don't remember what it's called. Was it Reverse? It's supposed I to be out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be out with Village, and it's not even out yet. And I'm just like, I don't care about that at all. And they had that um, that other game that came out with Resident Evil 3. It was, uh, what was it called? It was where you had the team of four go in, and you have one person trying to stop them. You maybe haven't heard of it, but hmm. they haven't really. I feel like the products they've yeah. given me have been so quality lately that maybe I had some rose-tinted glasses on. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'd like to know kind of what you what you think for sure. Uh, Inga, did you watch the Capcom direct? It was super I did short. not. There wasn't much to it though. To be yeah, fair, it was only thirty minutes long. So my whole thing about the Capcom direct was that they so E three looking back on E 3s past and what E three is supposed to be. E three is a show where you show what's coming up, what's new, what's mm -hmm. something to get excited for. Everything Capcom had was stuff that we knew was in development already. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad Resident Evil 8 people are like, hey, there's new Resident Evil 8 stuff coming out, which mm -hmm. I'm excited for, but the game's already out. We yeah. have this already. We don't need this to be Agreed. part of the headline for E3. Uh, Monster yeah. Hunter Stories 2, we knew that was coming out. Mm -hmm. Nintendo was already going to do, I mean, we didn't see, we didn't know at the time, but Nintendo was going to have I, arguably a better story trailer for Monster Hunter Stories 2 <laughs> than yeah. Capcom did, and Capcom made the damn thing. Yeah. And then they started talking about um, Street Fighter Five and all their esports stuff. I didn't care. <laughs> you know, I, let me. I, I get that esports is a big thing. I also am glad that Street Fighter Five is finally getting its, its time in the spotlight after its kind of somewhat botched launch back in the day. But I was expecting something like, "Hey, here's something new." Like, yeah, my prediction was hopefully a new <laughs> announcement for a remaster for a remaster or a remake of NBC Two, Marvel vs. Capcom Two, a game that needs a remake slash remaster. Just give me Marvel vs. Capcom Two on modern systems, or just put it on the freaking eShop. I'll still buy the damn thing. I don't yeah. care. Or at least something. Well, okay, Mega Man's 35th anniversary is coming up in a few years, so I'll, I'll hold out for that. I'll hold out for that. But there was just like nothing. It was like stuff, stuff. Yeah. It's already out. It's already out, or it's already out. You know it's coming, and it's kind of like Ubisoft. Ubisoft has had a huge thing for uh, Rat for Mario Rabbids. We mm -hmm. knew that was going to be in the direct. Mm -hmm. We knew that was going to be in the Nintendo Direct. So why yeah. are they are these companies showing stuff that we know is going to be, or at least we have a feeling that is a lot of repeats? Oh, one of my other things for uh, Square uh, for Square going back for Square Enix. Life is strange. I've never played the Life is Strange games. I understand oh, they're, they're, they're beloved games, but at their at their presentation back in March, they showed a lot of Life is Strange. I'm like, mm -hmm. cool. They're probably just gonna show the, the other stuff later on. Life was Life is Strange was shown like three times during this E3, and I'm like, the more you show, it's like I get it. It's coming to other consoles. Cool. I'm not gonna play it most likely. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird game. I mean, it's fun, but yeah. it's it's like it's so it's a weird game. But I was also when they said they're remastering it, and I love that they were showing like the differences. It's not that big of a difference. Yeah, and, but you know, people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe, I can't wait to see what my 2060 looks like." It's just I, mean, I was laughing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that people who do want because 
Life is Strange, I feel, is like one of those games that people who have played it want to share and want to share it with the people who haven't yeah. played it. I mean, me. I love, why I love the first game. Yeah. And a way to do that is to do it on a remaster. It's like, hey, get the remaster, you get the first two games, and then wait for True Colors to come out. Yeah. And that's I love it. I love it when companies like, hey, here's a new thing, but here's the old stuff, so you can play the old stuff first, yep. and then yeah. here's the new stuff. That's how to do it. That's right. Just, like we knew these remasters and life and um, what her powers were in Life is Strange uh, True Colors were in the March presentation. We didn't need like a full twenty minutes of it here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, I hear you. No, I totally hear you. Go back to Capcom. Like the best way I can describe it, <laughs> Capcom isn't always the best at like getting you hyped for stuff. Like. When they drop certain trailers just by themselves, they do a good job. Like Resident Evil Village, when they dropped the trailer, I was hyped. Yeah. The whole Lady Dimitres, Lady Dimitres thing. Is that what you is that what you were gonna bring up? No, no, I was gonna bring up my flashbacks and my war stories from Marvel's Capcom Infinite of how hyped I was. Oh, now, when good. I was when I yeah, that was not not the best. But I feel like they I, I, I don't know how to how to compare it. It's like when you go, it's like if you go to your favorite bakery and the person that makes the cookies like talks you off about stuff you don't care about, but the cookies are just so good. <laughs> right you keep going back even though you have to deal with them telling you about stuff you don't care about it's just yeah. that weird person in the yeah. bakery but then you like there were disappointments for me too um but i knew that they weren't going to be there like i don't know why i knew i knew that they weren't going to show the resident evil 4 remake mm -hmm. which i'm hyped about but i'm like i don't care don't show me until it's ready to be shown yeah i already trust them that's the thing like capcom has given me resident evil the resident evil 1 remake was a long time ago but mm -hmm. that already kind of that's something I play consistently. I would, I would say I would argue that the Resident Evil One was more of a remaster than a remake, whereas Resident Evil Two that is a full on remake. What? Re Resident Evil One? Yeah, the first Resident Evil One. The Resident now, Evil Remake. I would say that was, I would say that's more of a remaster because they still had the like same gameplay elements, whereas Resident Evil oh. Two was a full on remake. Oh, see, okay, so I I see that a little differently because I played the original okay. Resident Evil and the the Resident Evil One version that came out on GameCube that I bought. Uh -huh. uh, back in, in high school, it was remade. All of the backgrounds remade, the character oh, models, okay. and the story. There's different story elements. It's kind of like the Final Fantasy VII remake in a lot of right. ways. It's not quite the same game. Remastered to me is when they take the exact same product and they give it a new coat of paint. That's like Mario 3 All-Stars. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which they didn't put a lot of paint on. But um, for Capcom, like the Resident Evil 4 remake, we know that's coming. You know, I'm excited about that. Um, I do think that they should take some of their older properties and not just Resident Evil, but like release some of their old games a little more often. They did give us the Mega Man collection, the Mega Man X collection, which are both great to have. I'm, They're I'm missing they one. Probably one that I didn't play. Because <laughs> I was a side scroller. Were you going to say Legends? I was going to say Legends. That's my Legends or Battle Network? Okay. No, fair enough. And I never got into Legends. I never played them. But. Understandable. Um, it is a very different Mega Man because uh, yeah. I grew up playing the side scrollers, and then when I first rented mm -hmm. Legends from Blockbuster, I did not know what the heck was going on. Yeah. But the more yeah. I played it, the more I fell in love with it. And Legends is my all-time favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm still uber mad that they haven't <laughs> given anything for Legends in these years. But I do have all Maybe the. Well, I'll find out if I actually just got Mega Man um, Zero and ZX Legacy Collection, so okay. I'll be diving into that eventually. Yeah. And they I, have properties that they're that they seem like they're taking care of, and they don't seem like they're milking them. And that's yeah. that's the difference, I think, because Resident Evil Eight could have just been, you know, it, it could have been something so simple, but they really put some love into that game. And I've played through it a couple of times now, and it's it's a in my my opinion, it's a masterpiece. It's one of the best Resident Evils that they've made. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it that. It's first person. I don't care. Like, I'm cool with whatever they do as long as they make a quality product.
Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, they've got a lot that they can do. I do want to see what they are doing with Resident Evil 4. That's a big one. They did show before E3. I think they should have waited to show the Resident Evil 4 VR that they're making. Mm. Um, they should have waited and put that in their E3 release. I think that would have helped a little bit because I have a VR. I have a Quest. Um, I'm super excited about playing Resident Evil 4 in VR. Um, no, no mention about Code Veronica. Fans have been talking about Code Veronica for years. I would like to see it too, but no mention of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot there that they, I, maybe we'll see more of it later, but again, that kind of plays into the E3 thing. Like Capcom was probably like, we don't really have a lot to show, but I guess we got to like, let's, yeah. let's show some stuff, but like the good stuff will be later and they'll, you know, so, they can release stuff on YouTube now. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Where we are. Were you going to say something, Inga? Oh, no, I was agreeing with you. But mm -hmm. I also thought uh, I did see that they're doing, like, the Ace Attorney games again. They're mm -hmm. bringing, which people are super, I know. Yeah, it's, like, sure. a weird fan base. Not, like, weird, but, like, <laughs> it's a smaller it's fan cold. base, but, like, rabid fan base. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure people are excited about Those that. Those are great games. I love the yeah. Phoenix Wright games. So well, that would okay, be so so now I feel bad because I was harping on Capcom for bringing for showing stuff for only showing stuff that, that I knew was coming out. I had yeah. no idea about the uh, the Phoenix Wright games. And you're right, Inga. Phoenix Wright has a huge fan base. I've never, I've unfortunately never played the Phoenix Wright games, yeah. but I've heard good things. And I know yeah. Phoenix Wright is a beloved Capcom character. So, okay, I'll take that back to statement. They did show <laughs> something, new, and I am excited for it. But I never played the games before, so it kind of. Hey man, they're on they're on mobile. They're on mm -hmm. iPhone. <laughs> True, but I'd rather play on my DS. Good answer. I'm just, I'm just that guy. I'm, I'm just there that you guy. No, nope, you're coming around. I appreciate it. If I have to, I have to. But at this point, yeah. I'm not into a. My backlog was already so bloody big. Oh, me too, but, buddy. But yeah, but I mean, Capcom. Because we, you're saying that how Capcom has been just giving you all the good stuff for me. Capcom hasn't been giving all the good stuff for me because as excited as I am. Mm -hmm. To finally get Resident Evil 8, because I am waiting to get that for my PS5. I when I when it came out, I saw Lady Dimis uh, how do you say her name? Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. I once you Domitresk, sorry. Domitresk. Oh, that's even better. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, when I saw her, I, I was just like every other guy and probably a lot of girls too who saw her and go, step on me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> she scared was, the hell out of me in the game. Like she's I, she is. I bet she um, is. I, I, yeah, I would say wait. I, I got it on Xbox Series X. That's what I played okay. it on, and it runs sixty frames per second. Looks gorgeous. Like it's quality product. If you get a PS5, that's what you should play it on. Yeah. Um, not to say the PS4 and Xbox One versions aren't good, but I mean, I, I would play that game as, as intended. And we're in that weird period right now where yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's nobody the can find a console, and yeah, uh, these games are. I, I can say for sure playing certain games on my Xbox one and then getting them on the series X and the upgraded versions of them. It's night and day you can, yeah. you can tell. Um, yeah. So, but we're in a weird, weird period for that right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but Capcom, I mean, once again, they were probably, they had, they didn't know, they probably didn't know that E3 was coming up and they didn't have anything new that was ready for E3. So that's yeah. probably why they had to scramble and put this together. Cause yeah. out of all the E3 presentations that I've seen, that I was that I watched this year, Capcom's was the shortest. It was only half an hour long, mm -hmm. which, oh, yeah, kind right. of makes sense, which makes sense if if you don't have a whole lot to show for. So I do feel that. I mean, yes, I have criticized Capcom in this very episode, but I do understand that pandemic and also they didn't have a whole lot to show. 
Yeah. So I kind of feel so. My question is, if you didn't have enough to show, just say, hey, we can't do E3 this year. All we have is just stuff where we already worked on. But here's some good stuff for the stuff that we have, like Resident Evil 8. And um, here's the one thing, Phoenix Wright, that's the big thing. So if yeah. you're expecting anything big, sorry, but, you know, pandemic and other stuff. But we'll, we'll come yeah. back later. That's another pitfall of the whole thing is that everybody expects E3 to be this huge thing where everybody's yeah. revealing their huge games. And most companies are like, well, let's throw something out there. And then almost, you know, 90% of what you see is a disappointment yeah. because you yeah. are, we've been conditioned to think that that's when you're going to see the good stuff and mm -hmm. they're just throwing everything out there. Um, but I mean, like, Hey, you know, we've, I can at least say that we've gotten more from way more from Capcom than Konami's given us. Konami <laughs> has just completely been, and I loved, I used to love Konami and they own some of my favorite uh, properties, you know, Castlevania. Yeah. I if love Ryan was Silent here, Hill, if, Metal Gear. What are they doing? If um, Ryan was here right now, because uh, on our uh, predict, Inga, you remember this when uh, we did our predictions list or our predictions for uh, E3. Mm -hmm. Ryan was saying that Konami is probably going to do something good for E3, and of course they weren't here at all nope. this nope. year. All they care about now is pachinko machines. They don't care about games anymore. <laughs> and Yami has given up. And I, I hope that I'm wrong. And I hope that they they decide to come back. And Silent Hill needs some love. Mm. It really does. Like, and I'm not talking about Western developed Silent Hill games. Like, we need another Team Silent. We need those back. You know, we need Metal Gear to actually be Metal Gear again. Mm -hmm. Kojima, <laughs> man, like, maybe they can get him back. They did follow each other on Twitter recently. Kojima and Konami. Don't know if that means anything, but it'd be nice. Um, yeah, Castlevania. We've got this Netflix series that's drummed up a lot of like, there's a whole new group of fans that are watching that people that like anime, mm -hmm. uh, people that you know grew up in Castlevania. I'm a fan of both. I love that series and it's really good. They could capitalize on that and give us a new Castlevania, yeah, or release older ones again. You know what? I don't know. Like, I want something, but they're not giving us mm -hmm. really anything anymore. So, like, Capcom, in my opinion, I always looked at Konami and Capcom as like. Kind of respectful rivals for a long time because mm -hmm. they both kind of came around the same time they're both japanese owned they both had ips that kind of played off each other resident evil silent hill that kind of thing but mm -hmm. capcom has just left them in the dust like they have done a great job so yeah you're right i think that what they showed off at e3 it was kind of just i guess it was just kind of you know uh, inconsequential didn't really matter yeah. it was there because they probably were told you gotta put something in there probably so they didn't and now everybody's like, what? What the hell, Capcom? But I guarantee you within the next six months, we're going to see a teaser for Resident Evil 4. Mm. Yeah, we're we're probably going to see something for Resident Evil 4. We're probably going to see a new Capcom fighter announced. We're probably going yeah. to see something. So I hope I, so. I would assume like sometime soon, or maybe in the next few months, closer to uh, Christmas, we're going to see something, like some Capcom announcement, which I'm looking forward to. And I hope that, and I hope that happens. And of course, I'll always hold out for my Mega Man. Mega Man Legends Universe coming this fall. <laughs> Just for you, Ben. Holding out for it. Holding out for it. So, and also, there's some huge rumors going around that uh, Konami is going to release the um, Castlevania and Game Boy Advance games in the collection. So, the, those Thank rumors you, are running. Those are great games. NDS those, are, games. those rumors are running wild. So, who knows? Mm. Fingers crossed. So, shall we get to the Lord and Savior of E3? This sure. Year? Nintendo. Mm. The, the, of course. 
I feel like every time someone talks about who's going to win E3, everyone's like, oh, man, this might be the year Microsoft wins E3. <laughs> the, the past four years of when I've really been looking and following E3, Nintendo has just, with a 40-minute direct, they've just slaughtered the entire competition because mm-hmm. they're showing us stuff that's coming out. They're showing us stuff that's releasing soon. It's For Nintendo, it is a perfect mishmash. And also one thing I will give them huge, huge props for, unlike with Microsoft or Bethesda and maybe even Capcom a little bit. Sorry, Capcom, I still love you. They will give it to us straight. My biggest thing was the um, Metroid Prime 4. We were going to get a trailer, and we were going to get some. We we're going to get at least a trailer or some sort of update. Yeah, I needed that. I we needed got that. an update. They straight up said, "It's like, look, we know Metroid Prime Four is coming." They, they correct me if I'm wrong though, Ben, because I maybe I am remembering incorrectly, but I didn't they just come out and say, "Wasn't he like Metroid Prime Four exists and it's being developed?" Yeah, isn't you that see, what he said? He said Metroid Prime 4 is being worked on as of right now, which is good because because um, a while ago they had to change directors and there's a huge yeah. shift. Studio, so in retro, which is what they should have done. But yeah, I needed, I, I wanted, it's kind of a disappointment. Like I really wanted more. I love Metroid and I love the Metroid Prime games. I need, they, they need to do, give us something, at least a screenshot so we even know what it looks yeah. like. But, but they never, the, Nintendo though, I get it. That's true. It's true. But Nintendo is straight up acknowledging because for the past four E3s, because the announcement came in 2017 that they were working yep. on it. There was Wait nothing. But here's yeah. what just made me just forget about Metroid Prime 4, oh, which came out right afterwards. She's been here the whole time. Metroid Dread. Metro, oh my God. Metroid <sighs> Dread for the first yep. time in 19 years, guys. I know. 19 years. Metroid 5. The last one was Fusion on the GBA, and we're getting a 2D Metroid made by Mercury Steam, the same people who worked on the Sam who worked on that, the um Samus Returns remake for the 3DS. Yep. Looks gorgeous. I'm excited. Oh um, man. I that the second I saw yep. Metroid 5, I'm like. What? I was up at nine o'clock in the morning watching this damn thing. <laughs> I woke up. Well, Metroid, I woke up for this. Metroid never gets. It's it's the it's it's the um the ugly duckling in Nintendo's catalog. The, I would argue that that and Star Fox both yeah mm-hmm. don't really get a lot of love. Like it's Mario, it's Zelda, it's Pokemon. So Mario. What else? I mean, that they really give a lot of love to. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon yeah, Pokemon, Mario, and Zelda, but like. Star Fox and Metroid have huge fan bases and people love those games and they just kind of F0 actually oh absolutely absolutely okay. so F-Zero. if you take out all the Mario the Zelda characters in the, in the, the original Smash roster you take out all the Pokemon the Mario and Zelda characters you have Captain Falcon you have Ness you have Star Fox you have um who well, they've awesome. given Kirby. Kirby's gotten plenty of stuff lately. Um, Kirby's getting some games, yeah, which is fine. You know, which is like, when it's great, it's Kirby's great. But like, yeah. I, I feel like Star Fox and you know, uh, and again, Metroid. Metroid has like, I guess Nintendo doesn't realize like maybe how much people love Metroid, or maybe they do now. Maybe they're starting to figure that out. But <laughs> I think so. They also they talk about like Metroid Prime, and sometimes they're like, well, you know. It was critically acclaimed, blah, 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 but it didn't sell that well. It's like, yeah, because it was on the GameCube. Yeah. Because you guys kind of screwed up. And then also, you know, they look at that and they forget their fan bases. And like, 
Yeah, you didn't sell a lot of GameCubes, but most people who had a GameCube played Metroid Prime, and they played Metroid Prime 2. I did. I pre-ordered that game. I had no money in college. I was eating ramen noodles, and I still pre-ordered. <laughs> I went to GameStop every week or so to put $5 more down on that game. So I could. Yeah. So I've been waiting for Metro Prime 4 for a long time. That announcement, when they first just showed the number four, that's all they gave us, and I was losing it. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. But I'm hoping that they will show us something soon. I am a little, Ben, I'm a little, I'm a little worried, mm -hmm. okay? Because the last Metroid Prime we got was in 2007, and it was yeah. on the Wii. And it was also designed for motion controls, which I'm true. Don't really care about. I want to play with a controller. I'm wondering if they're actually gonna like. I'm. It's been so long. I don't know how different this game's gonna be. I hope that they go back to the roots. I hope they don't do something kind of gimmicky with this. Uh, Dread does look good. I think Dread is. It's got the feel of of Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion. It's got that look. I'm super excited about that. I think. First-person Metroid and side-scrolling Metroid is really all we need. You know, that's it. Give us those two series and make good games. So at least Dread, which was a rumor. Yeah, like you said, it's been – this was a game that was rumored almost 20 years ago. It, it wasn't rumored. So the last – Was so, it was it confirmed? It apparently – I did a little bit of digging into Metroid Dread. Mm -hmm. It was um, confirmed, canceled, confirmed, canceled. It, it. It's been through a horrible cycle. Right after um, Metroid Fusion came out, because Metroid Fusion right. was the last true 2D Metroid. I mean, yeah, people talk about um, Samus Returns. That's a yeah. remake. That doesn't count. It is. I mean, yes, it's a new Metroid game, and it sparked a lot, and it was critically appraised. It sold decently well, as far as I know. I could be wrong. But that's a, that's because this is my 3DS copy. This is just a reversible cover of Metroid 2, because that's what they right. remade. Right. And now that we're getting Dread, which is a true sequel to Metroid yeah. 4, which is Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance, 19 years since a mm -hmm. new 2D side-scrolling Metroid game with a terrifying-looking robot. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, yeah. I'm totally fine with waiting more because all I wanted was just them to acknowledge Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> and I was also hoping for them to uh, re-release the original Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch. Because I can guarantee you, yeah. if you re-release the original Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Switch, or even just Metroid Prime 1 and 2, mm -hmm. if you put those on the Switch, sold out. Because yeah. right now the pre-orders for the special edition for Metroid Dread are mm -hmm. sold out. So luckily, I think Nintendo is kind of getting the um, the money is doing the talking here. was like, hey... All yeah. these uh, special editions, I mean, probably a lot of our scalp scalpers, damn you. Yeah. They know that people are buying this set, and there are people who are mad that scalpers are getting them. So mm -hmm. it's like, hey, we're going to make this readily available so people can some can buy it. Because I really want that special edition so bad. <laughs> were there, like, I guess I'll ask Inga, too, because you said you were happy with the uh, the Nintendo. Uh, yeah. That's right. What, what, what stood out to you? What was super exciting for you? Um, well, first of all, the I have to say that maybe the Switch is my all-time favorite console right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the Switch is bringing me so much joy, and there's so many things that they showed and that are dropping onto the Switch that just make it so accessible in general that I'm, like, mind-blown. Like, I didn't even know anything about Monster Hunters. Like, I'd never really heard of this game before. After seeing this trailer, I definitely think I'm I'm getting Monster Hunters onto my okay. Switch. It looks adorable. Are you getting uh, stories too? 
Uh, I want to do both. Yeah, okay. Monster Hunter Stories too is uh, what I would like to. I mean, I is there a one to start with? Maybe, there, <laughs> but there is, will but I start with two? Sure. Yeah. So the one, the, the first one was on the 3DS, and this yeah. new one is on the Switch. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do the one for the Switch, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm, I'm excited. It looks super cute. The way they described it was Pokemon meets monster hunters yeah, i don't know cool. it looks really fun though yeah. <laughs> uh other games that i mean i've been playing kakarot on my ps4 the mm. dragon ball z game which is actually a lot of fun i unfortunately have not i've watched some dragon ball z not as much mm. as i probably my brother obsessed with it the the other co-host of adults talking anime uh, yeah. but now everything i know about dragon ball z i learned from playing kakarot but yeah. apparently it's coming to the switch too which i'm like wow this just makes it even more accessible and easy to play dang ropa yeah. is coming to the switch uh four of the games are coming to the switch mm-hmm. so it's just like a lot of fun stuff tony hawk who knew tony hawk even needed to come back but here he is coming yeah. back to the switch mm-hmm. like <laughs> I'm just I'm very impressed with just Nintendo bringing games that I wouldn't have even thought to want to revisit. And it's just they're bringing them all back. And now it's like I'm more likely to play them because it's on the switch. Yeah. Not only just those games you mentioned, but also Super Monkey Ball. They're having mm. a 20th yeah. anniversary this yeah. year. And Super Monkey Ball 1, 2 and Deluxe or I think Deluxe. I know the the, the games the fans love of Super mm-hmm. Monkey Ball are coming to the switch and banana mania yeah, <laughs> and mania, right? yeah. which monkey yeah. ball is cool and that's a sega property that i really like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah because that collection banana mania has super monkey ball one two and i think deluxe some some form of deluxe game i'm not 100 sure but so far everyone's like yeah we're gonna get super monkey ball back and yeah I'm really happy for him i was like hey that's because I remember watching people play Super Monkey Ball. That was a GameCube game, wasn't it? Or was it also on the PS2? Uh, it was, I want to say, yeah, no, it was on GameCube for sure. And I can't mm-hmm. remember whether or not there was one previously on Dreamcast. Um, oh, yeah. Because it is a Sega property, but I think the first one was a GameCube. Yeah. It was a GameCube game. Um, I guess before we start, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of praise for Nintendo, and I'm with you. I'm with you. And I hate to be a bummer. <laughs> but I also, like, I... Nintendo was where I started playing games. Like I've I've loved Nintendo my entire life. Okay. Mm -hmm. NES is where I started and I was like five years old. So I love Nintendo. I also am very, I get annoyed with Nintendo sometimes for several reasons. I think that we also had some things that were omitted. I guess we're going to talk a little bit about disappointments since I wasn't on the cast with you guys. I can Mm -hmm. tell you, I know I mentioned before uh, some of the sports games. I love the Mario sports games, like um, some of them more than others. Yeah. Uh, why haven't we got another, you know, Mario Sluggers or or Strikers? Strikers. Yeah. Mario Super Strikers and Strikers Charge are amazing, fun, unique games that are fun to play with friends. Uh, you can play it now and have just as much fun. Um, you know, we got Mario the the Golf Super Rush, yeah. which seems mm-hmm. it seems interesting, but like when I look back at like Toadstool Tour on GameCube, I can go back and play that now and have a good time. How long is this game going to be? Mm-hmm. I think they kind of are getting gimmicky too. It's like they, they dropped the ball with tennis on Wii U. Um, awful game. Sorry. Just not good. Look no, no, great. Not People are not, not, there was nothing to it. it. He was gimmicky. Yeah. Not a great game. They just have kind of dropped the ball there. Also, Zelda. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I, I feel like we should have already gotten an announcement. I was a little hopeful, maybe foolishly hopeful that we were going to hear that they were going to bring back those remasters from Wii U of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, which we need. Those aren't just 
you know, fresh coat of paint, HD remasters. There are quality of life improvements in those games. Mm -hmm. um, some could argue that they did maybe a little too much with Wind Waker's colors and the brightness and all that, but the controls, um, again, Twilight Princess, they removed some things that were a little like plotting and made you, you know, spend too much time collecting things. They kind of balanced that. Those games, if you put them out, you know, right now, if you put a $60 price tag on them tomorrow, and put them in a collection on Switch, I would be the first person in line to buy them. I don't care, because I just want another way to play those games. Can I play mm -hmm. them now on my Wii U? Yeah, but I'd be the only person, you know? Like, <laughs> I want to play them on my Switch, because now I've, I've got that ready to go, and, and I would buy that version. Skyward Sword, sorry, don't care that much. I, I never really cared that much about Skyward Sword. I think it's fine, okay? I don't hate it. But Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are, in my opinion, better games, and we need those on switch i thought that maybe they were going to say something in e3 and they didn't um they already missed that opportunity with the zelda anniversary am i alone in this did, did you guys have a, a thought that they might talk about those games or are they just gonna <clears throat> do this and, and cover their ears about everybody who wants those games we'll let you go and go what do you think? oh i i mean honestly so i didn't have a huge following of zelda when i was younger so i mean i wasn't really expecting to hear more about any form of like a remake or a remaster i i kind of just knew that they had breath of the wild too and that's what everybody was getting real hyped about yeah. Yeah. so that was really my only my only actual thought you bring up really valid points though that would like if they were to remake or remaster some of these games i definitely didn't play because i didn't have like a gamecube or any like yeah. after a 64 i really didn't have any nintendo system up yeah. until now the switch these are definitely things I would play because I really do enjoy the Zelda series as a mm -hmm. whole. Um, so I would, you know, now that you're saying that, yeah, it is actually a little surprising that they aren't and they should. And they're great games, you know, and I, I think there are people that, like you said, you, a lot of people miss the boat on GameCube. Wind mm -hmm. Waker, and, and to be fair, what's weird um, is that when they brought them out on GameCube and then they put them on Wii U, yeah, I so didn't do like, that one either. So exactly. You're, you're putting on two of Nintendo's most failed consoles. Mm -hmm. So now we've got the Switch, which is insanely popular. Mm -hmm. While well, Princess was on, on the Wii. But it was turned into a motion-based game. Yeah. The remaster for Wii U was the GameCube version, which was meant for a controller. And it's also the mirror version of the game that's flipped. Mm -hmm. So that's the one that I believe that we need. Anyway. Yeah. No, you, I... Because when the people started talking about how Zelda or how Wind Waker and Twilight Princess should be re-put on the Switch, I was yeah. a little hesitant because we just got those HD remasters. But you're 100% right. The Wii U is one of Nintendo's, Nintendo's, wow, Nintendo's <laughs> worst-selling consoles. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We talked about this last time, how the games are good. It's just no one bought it because the marketing yeah. was using people who didn't know what was going on i didn't even know what a wii u was I was exactly. like, what the hell was between a wii and a and yeah i thought the wii u was just like oh it's a gamepad that i buy for my wii maybe it's mm -hmm. enough to go with an entirely new system no thanks yeah I'm not skip on that and i do agree that maybe that nintendo is kind of i feel like they're i don't know if they were playing safe or what they had planned because skyward sword i never played it on the wii cool i Okay. I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going to get it on, on my Switch, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, Link's Awakening, hell yeah. I'm missing out on much, to be honest. Yeah, because Link's Awakening, I got that. I, I paid 60 bucks for that. That's a, a gorgeous looking game. It's a Good remake. It, it's, a, it's a new art. It's, the whole thing about that is new. 
Yeah. Like the one thing, I mean, I'm a like I'm nostalgia's bitch on the show, obviously. And of course, when they announced the Legend of Zelda version of the Game and Watch, mm-hmm. I mean, of course I'm gonna get it. I have the Super Mario Bros. one, of course I want to get the Zelda one. And I think mm-hmm. the Zelda one's cool. It has the original one, um, Zelda one, two, and uh a link to the yeah. and Link's Awakening, the Game Boy version. I I think feel like they should put the color version on, but you know what? Whatever, I'm probably gonna get it. Yeah. So but I, I do hear the outrage of a lot of Zelda fans because they did say during the direct, it's like, we're not planning anything else for Zelda's 35th anniversary besides this game and watch. I feel that a lot of the people who are working on Breath of the Wild 2 would have ported um, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess to the Switch, but their main focus is Breath of the Wild 2. Which it's I guess what baffles me is that they're already remastered. They're already yeah. ready to go. All they got to do is, it's not like the Mario, it's not like the Mario collection that they did on Switch where they just, they could have done more. All they did was just port them on there and you can, you can tell that they really, again, I hate to be critical, but like they didn't really do a lot to make those games better and they don't, they could have, but Wind Waker and Twilight Princess have been remastered in HD. They've been improved. They literally just have to put them on Switch. Yeah, the button layout is the same too. The button layout on the gamepad and the Wii U Pro Controller is the same thing as the on, on the Joy Cons and the Pro exactly, controller. exactly. That's how I played them. Um, you know, is on the Wii U uh, Pro Controller, and again, they look gorgeous. They're they're great on the Wii U, but again, most people don't have a Wii U, and yeah. now it's getting harder to get one because the price is going up hmm. because it's sold so poorly. So they could make a killing. If they released a collection, even if they did both individually, which I would hate them for this, but if they released Twilight Princess by itself and Wind Waker by itself for full price, I'd probably still buy them. Again, I'm guilty of doing the same thing that I was criticizing earlier. Yeah. Because I think those games are so good and they deserve to be remade. Ideally, I'd want them in a package together. Yeah. Um, which I, I hope that they'll do, but I was really hoping they would at least acknowledge that, you know, that there are people out there that are everybody's asking about that at least the zelda community and a lot of nintendo fans are wondering where those games are yeah so yeah and you also and one thing i will kind of criticize nintendo on like you mentioned the sports games earlier like yeah. i was happy mario golf was coming back um mm-hmm. uh, the same people who made the mario golf games on the game boy advance are making this one and i'm mm-hmm. and i'm like cool mario golf is coming back because that game's been absent for a while well yeah. they said, hey we're gonna, we're gonna put updates into it and then the game released yesterday yeah it isn't that good. Oh it's, wow! Like right now on IGN, it's sitting at a six, which is okay. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's fine. Game. Like, I mean, there are some modes. Like the the one thing that the play that people are saying that kind of saves Mario Golf is uh, the speed golf mode, where you hit your ball and you have to run to it, and the first yeah. and it's like the first the one who can get their ball into the hole fastest is the winner. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, cool. Yeah, that looks cool, but at the same time, I still also would like traditional wacky mario golf that's what i'm saying like i feel like nintendo has kind of muzzled themselves a little bit on on their mario property like and i bring up straight have either of you played mario super strikers or, or no, i know of it the reason i bring it up is because if you go back and watch gameplay of watch the opening movie of mario super strikers charged and tell me that it nintendo would ever do that again it looks like it, it's like this dark war characters getting electrocuted peach is like is like bad bitch in that game. I can tell you, it's it's no joke. It is something that Nintendo left behind. Yeah, I know you laugh, but like if you watch, you'd see what I'm talking about. Like Daisy and Peach, their characters, Waluigi. Um, you know, just what they did was this crazy art style, and it was just like kinetic, and there were colors, and 
every single Mario character in that game looks pissed off. Like it's if you go and you look at it, you it, it's just so different. And Nintendo's kind of put this like expectation that all Mario games, Mario has to be happy and everything has uh... to be the same thing. Where back then they were they were having an identity crisis. They were trying to sell GameCubes. They were trying to sell Wii's. They were letting studios do things with Mario that they wouldn't normally do. Oh, I want to cosplay yeah. her. She looks incredible. Are you looking at her now? <laughs> yeah. If you watch the opening incredible. movie of Super Strikers Charged and just tell me that you don't want to see something like that again. It's pretty badass. She's it's wearing awesome. armor. She's like this little claws. crop top. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is, it's, this is it's, something. The game is wild. Like, this is a game where... I don't know. Like I, I don't want to like give a lot away, but it's 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 just so. Is it soccer? <laughs> Are they soccer. playing? Okay. <laughs> but it's it's also like it's just bonkers. It's bonkers. Like it's it, you go and you look at something now, and it's just it's this perfect family friendly product mm-hmm. that they keep making. But I feel like Nintendo's kind of put themselves in a. Well, no, they've taken advantage to where they're like, all right, what's the next game? Just come up with a great you know, subtitle, what is it? Uh, uh, you know, super rush that'll work, you know, make them run around do speed golf. Like, but it's, it's so, if you strip that out, it's boilerplate. It's, it is bare bones. Yeah. There's not a lot of character there. There's not a lot of personality. Whereas you go play super strikers charged. It is nothing but personality. That Mm -hmm. entire game is just wild. And there's a reason people remember it. Um, and why I still play them because Nintendo doesn't do it anymore. Everything is very kind of, yeah, the games are polished, but it's bare minimum effort in a lot of ways because they know they'll sell. Yeah. So I feel like we've kind of, now that Nintendo's, when Nintendo is successful, they don't put in as much effort. When Mm. you go back to the GameCube, when they were struggling, and we got some of the best Nintendo games we've ever gotten because they actually had to try, Mm -hmm. right? And still nobody was buying them. (laughs) <laughs> but you go back and play them now and you see and and, and again maybe i'm you know I, maybe i'm too critical of nintendo because i'm such a big fan but i feel like we are getting it's like what you're saying about rush when you're talking about the scores i believe it 100 percent. i saw the game being revealed and was like this looks okay but it's just okay there's nothing there that screams i need to buy this there's this cool thing they're doing with mario this this new fun thing not really you know that's where i think they drop the ball on those games Mario Party falls into that category too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Mario Party Superstars, I feel that fans, because I didn't really grow up with Mario Party as, I mean, I played it, of course, but I wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, Mario Party. Like, yeah. I know fans on Mario Party, and I know a lot of people are Joneses for the older boards and are Joneses for the older, older yeah. mini games. And also, it looks gorgeous. It and, it's coming, and it's coming out soon, which one of the things I loved about Nintendo's for this direct, Metroid Dread is coming out in October. Oh, one of my biggest, biggest things that made me excited for Advance Wars. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is coming. Completely remade from the ground up. I haven't played those. Those games are super, they're made by the same people who made Fire Emblem, the same studio. Okay. Okay. That was, it was um, Advance Wars and then Fire Emblem that came out on the Game Boy Advance. That brought, those games were the reason we got those games here in America. Because they were on the Famicom, on Super Nintendo. America never got them until the Game Boy Advance. So, and Advance Wars, especially 1 and 2, um, they're a little hard to find on the Game Boy Advance today. Advance Wars 2 is actually a little up there in price, but you can yeah. still find it, but it's, it's going to have a bit of a hefty price tag for it. But now that they're coming out for the Switch for 1 and for one and 2, and it looks gorgeous. I don't know what else they're adding to it, 
but it makes me happy because I can get this game a lot easier now. Yeah. I did hunt down the Game Boy Advance Advance Wars one. I got that. I got it pretty cheap too, which is good, but it was only the cartridge. I didn't get the box or the manual or nothing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is going to be on a on a more ready available system makes me happy. And also if this sells well, then maybe intelligent systems will be like, hey, Advance Wars 1 and 2 sold really well. Let's put the GBA Fire Emblem games out. Mm-hmm. Let's put those, let's remake those. Let's put some more quality of life improvements in there. Let's put a uh, let's let's add voice acting to it. Yeah. So um, I mean, don't go full three houses on us because that's like a whole new other thing. But let <laughs> hey, let's make this. Let's polish it up. Let these games are highly beloved. I have Sacred Stones on my Game Boy, which is really good. Yeah. But once again, the original Fire Emblem that came out for the Game Boy Advance is really hard to find and also really freaking expensive. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I definitely think Nintendo, like they, the way, the amount of games that they have coming out and on top of it, like how much of it is just like the cross platform, but also making it just readily available. Like there are so many games that I definitely didn't play, but because they're yeah. coming out on the Switch, I will most likely at least like dip my toe into for sure. No, because of Advance Wars, if I didn't hunt down my own GBA copy of Advance Wars, I mean, I was going to buy this game. If I didn't get Advance Wars for the Game Boy Advance, if I still, if I'm still looking for it, and then I saw this announcement, I would stop looking for it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need to find it anymore. I can yeah. have it on the Switch. I don't have to hunt down an expensive cartridge. I don't have to hunt down. Um, I don't have to look for a CIB copy, which is probably gonna be because I've seen the Advance Wars 2 CIB copy that's going for a hundred bucks at one of my favorite stores. And I'm like, now I don't have to worry about it because I can just play one and two on my Switch with better visuals. It, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still love the pixel art, but it that's still the aesthetic of Advance Wars, and I'm excited that people are gonna be able to experience this game again. And I get to experience it for the first time, at least for Advance Wars 2. I'll say WarioWare was interesting. I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, I never really got to play a lot of those, and I've always wanted to. I know they're just like real short mini games, but I'm glad they're doing another one of those. Yeah, I know a lot of people were happy about WarioWare. I never played the WarioWare games, but I know there are it's, – it's weird. The stuff that I'm excited for, everyone's excited for. But there are those like Nintendo fans who do like the, the, like the stuff like WarioWare, uh, Mario Party Superstars. They're also excited. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I didn't get like the one pass that I'll give myself is the Met- for my predictions that came true was Metroid. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't get Metroid Prime Four, but I did get Metroid Dread, and at this point, I'll take anything. And the fact <laughs> it's coming out in a few months, yeah, is even better. Because when I saw Metroid Five, I'm like, okay, this is probably gonna come out next year. No, it's coming out this year. Here's That's the date. Nice. Here's the pre-order. It's almost ready. I'm like. Well, shit, how long have you been sitting on this one for? I wonder how long that's been in development. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know. Nintendo, Nintendo has always been marching to the beat of their own drum. And <laughs> they will continue to do so. And yes, they hold some properties that I adore. But um, I don't know. I was, I wasn't, um, I was, I guess I, I, I could say I was pleased. I was pleased with what they showed off. But I was not like, oh my god, Nintendo just nailed it. That wasn't me. That, that, that was I, I know why people do, but it disappointed me a little bit. So, okay, um, no, go ahead. 
So obviously the big, the big, the end, the showstopper of the show was the the footage for Breath of the Wild two. Mm-hmm. Okay, we gotta talk about that. That was what people were talking about. That was what people, and everyone was talking about the water cool. I mean, I was more excited for Metroid Dread. As yep. I'm the, like the two games I'm most excited for are Metroid Dread and Advance Wars one and two reboot camp. Those okay. I'm gonna get day one. Whereas yep. Breath of the Wild, it looks great. I'm curious to what happened to what's gonna happen. But let uh, let's discuss. Yeah, I, I'll wait. Let me. I want to hear what you guys think first. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a beautiful game. Uh, again, I'm probably not the best person to ask about this, uh, only because will I eventually play it? Sure. Am I jonesing to play it right this second? The answer is no. Uh, I mean, I still have to get through Breath of the Wild. So, <laughs> unfortunately. Have, have you played any of it? or have you Yes, I did. Uh, I, I actually played it right when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to have a i just don't like games where i have to do so much aiming with arrows and that's so (laughs) much of the game so (laughs) until i just got my hand eye coordination to be a little bit better it was just like okay it's it's fun i got through a lot of it but i also would put it down a lot too so it was one of those games i'd constantly have to kind of like relearn how to play um Mm -hmm. but it's still beautiful still very fun so but i still have the first one to get through Mm -hmm. so i'm not in any rush yeah. All right. What about you, Patrick? What do you feel about uh, Breath of the Wild 2 um, so far? Well, so I have a weird relationship with Breath of the Wild in the first place. Uh, when I, I bought it, I got a Switch. Um, not long after Switch, the Switch released, and I got that as my first game. And I think I started it and then immediately put it down. And I think it was like after maybe 10 minutes, I was like, I'll come back to this. And I didn't for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe almost two years. I just picked it back up. I tried to pick it back up a couple times. I'm like, I, one time in an airport, which is probably not the best way to do it, um, and then put it down again. And then finally was like, I'm, I need to just play this. I'm just going to get into it. Because I've come from, this is the first like open world Zelda mm. that I ever played. And I think maybe there was part of me that was like, eh, you know, don't know how I feel about that. So anyway, I decided to sit down and play it. And then I got obsessed with it. And I played consistently every day. Uh, once the game opens up, once you get past those first few uh, shrines and then yeah. you open mm-hmm. up the world, it becomes yeah. this. I, I fell in love with that game. Like, that absolutely. Like, you, it's Zelda to me. The yeah. second you get that glider and you're off the great yeah. plateau. Absolutely. Like for, absolutely. I, was, I felt the same way because when I was first playing the game, I, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, where? Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, oh, well, you got to get this glider. You got to go to these shrines. And I'm like, trying to. Yeah. Like, one shrine, there's a guardian that's stuck in the ground that's that murders you or oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you only have three hearts when you first start yeah. out. It, so it's like, well, I, how the frack am I going to get in there without getting shot? They, they nailed a lot. Like obviously what I, what Inga said is absolutely true. It is a beautiful game. Like it is absolutely gorgeous. And honestly, it, I feel like there were days where I was like overworked and like, you know, have my personal life and things like that where you're having bad days and you play that game and it's a bright sunny day and it's just, it makes you feel nice. I don't know. It's yeah. just a good looking Nintendo's really good. Um, at making games that are cheerful and kind of bright and, and colorful, and I was Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Crossing savior too. of the pandemic was Animal absolutely. Crossing. Agreed. I put I played way more Animal Crossing than I care to admit. Um, but beautiful game, and they did a lot right with it. I think uh, it was cool to see a new take on Zelda into an open world, and then have the whole like 
but still reminiscent of older Zeldas that I played. So, uh, you know, uh, Link to the Past, which is one of my favorites, where you go and you have to find the Master Sword, right? And uh, in the forest, you go and the little woodland creatures are scuttling off and then you find it. Um, and uh, then like Ocarina of Time, same thing where you find it in the, in, the, in the Temple of Time. And I loved how you didn't know where the Master Sword was and you didn't know if it was even in the game and then you find it and when you're strong enough, you get it. And then the Hylian Shield, I luckily stumbled onto it, but I had no idea if it was in the game. And that's like Zelda staple stuff for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I love, absolutely love that game. Um, Jay got into it as well. He bought a Switch just so he could play it after he saw me playing it. Um, and then my buddy Wes uh, also got it. And we were all playing it kind of at the same time and talking yeah. about it, things that we were finding and everything. So for me, I'm kind of split on Breath of the Wild 2. I think it looks beautiful. I still don't really know how much different it's going to be when they don't do a lot of direct sequels to in Zelda games. They're mm -hmm. always like they're one off like Majora's Mask can be argued, but not really. It's the same engine. It's a completely different game. It's its own thing. Mm -hmm. the, you know, Link Between Worlds is like a is courted as a direct sequel, but I because I never played Link to the Past. Link to the Past, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, I love they, they say Link Between Worlds is a sequel to Link to the Past, but yeah. I never played a Link to the Past. I only played Link Between Worlds, <sighs> and Link Between Worlds pretty much saved me from at, from getting out of a video game funk. I yeah. love like Link Between Worlds. It, as much as I love Twilight Princess is my first one that I played. Mm -hmm. I love it. I absolutely adore Breath of the Wild. It's definitely yep. god tier. But for me, Link Between Worlds is probably my favorite Zelda game of all time because yeah. that game got me out of a funk. That was like sure. I was because I was like I don't know if I like video games anymore. Which <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, says the Zelda. guy who started his own gaming podcast and who yeah. writes freelance for video games, who wants to be a video game writer for for his actual career, mm -hmm. right? That, yeah, that game essentially saved me from going down a deep dark place about not caring yeah. about video games. And now I'm like, I want video games to be like my life. Or part yeah, of my Zelda life. Zelda done well is top tier. Like if they yeah. do it well, there have been Zelda games that have disappointed me in the past. But um, Link to the Past was where I mean, I grew up with the original Zelda on NES, right? And an Adventure of Link on NES, and then Link to the Past really, really got me. And that's probably my top. Um, Breath of the Wild, I part of me wants more. Like, I want more Breath of the Wild. So mm -hmm. I'm okay with this because I love that world. I fell in love with that world. I want more of it, okay? But also, I wonder if it's going to really be that different and if it's just going to be like Breath of the Wild 1.5. Mm -hmm. um, I want to know more about it. I'm, I am intrigued. But I, I guess that's why I'm split. Like, I'm not, I'm not upset about that. I'm okay with more Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. but yeah. also is could this just have been DLC? Mm. Uh, what are they doing? I do like the fact that they're making it more vertical. There's a lot of like way high up in the air stuff going on that I'm intrigued about. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like stuff from Skyloft or from Skyloft yeah. is making a return. Absolutely. So I, I'm cool with that. They're going to have to do for me. I think they're going to have to do more like as far as making it its own thing away from the original Breath of the Wild, like keep the same art style, same world or whatever but do something completely different from the first game. You know, I'm hoping that's what they do. And I think they will, but um, I'm optimistic about it. Um, mm -hmm. But my friends who were playing Breath of the Wild saw the trailer and I was like, Hey, what do you guys think? And their first response was, it looks like the first game. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing they said. And I was like, well, yeah. And they're like, so what's new? What's different? Yeah. 
uh, links. Yeah, right. I guess you have a point. You know? Yeah, I mean, I also feel like they were because Nintendo was saying that they didn't want to reveal the title of the game because it does have a title, but they didn't want to reveal. Yeah, they're it not calling it Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, because right? no. it spoils something that happens in the game, which oh. part of me understands, but at the same time, it's like I would like a title. Of <laughs> it. As soon as they tell us the title, it's going to spoil it. They're going to have to tell us before the game comes out. So. They have to, yeah, because otherwise, I hope I think they will. I hope so too. Uh, yeah, but my whole my whole thing with Breath of the Wild with with Breath of the Wild two. I'm excited for it, but I don't know if I'm excited for it as I was when I first saw Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because um, Breath of the Wild was like, it. that that was like the first true Zelda open world. I mean, people can argue it that was. time is open world and oh. like the past and like, and like between worlds is open world, but it's like, it's so small. Even with the uh, um, yeah. with Ocarina of Time, it's like yeah, you can go to Death Mountain when you're supposed to go to Zora's Domain. But once sure. you get to Death Mountain, you can't do anything. You have to go to Zora's Domain to advance the story. It's still linear. You can make choices yeah. of where you go, but it's not really open world. It's just whereas Breath of the Wild, you can if you so chose, if you were that good, you can beat Ganon to death with a wooden spoon. If, if you're you that want. good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could. Someone probably has done it. Or you could have done like what I did because when when I opened up the sorry when I opened up the world, I'm like I want to go there. I want I want I opened yeah. every part of the map. I explored. It was yeah. it was gorgeous. They nailed it. They really did nail it. They nailed yeah. the open world. I didn't think they could. I, I hate to say that, but like they had never done it before, and uh, I was genuinely surprised by how well they nailed the open world and how things you could just stumble on. You know, like, you know, going off, like traveling off into the distance. What are you going to find out there? You know, yeah. find some cool stuff, um, you know, and all of the different shrines. Yeah. A lot of people complained. And I agree a little bit that the shrines were all look the same. You know, they all had the same color, the same this, that. I get it. There were so many of them. But, you know, I think my only complaint would be, you know, more more big dungeons and more variety in the dungeons. Hmm. I didn't like that each. I did like that you could choose which, um, you know, uh, which Ganon version you could go to uh, and fight at whatever particular time. Or you didn't have to fight them all. You could fight one or two and then go after Ganon. But mm -hmm. I think I want more variety there. I think I want now different dungeons with different bosses that are unique to each other. Because Zelda always had unique bosses. These were all just different versions of Ganon. Mm. It's fine. But maybe don't do that again. Maybe do something different. Give us more of a classic Zelda feel in a Breath of the Wild world. I'm in. That's all I care about. Also, a big thing that I feel that Nintendo is hiding, because obviously in the trailer you see Link has his arm is messed up. Mm -hmm. So I feel they're also, I feel like his arm is going to be part Sheikah Slate. Maybe they're going to do something. But they're yeah. hiding the main gimmick. Like the main gimmick for Breath of the Wild was the Sheikah Slate. You can, it's your map, it's your, it's everything. <laughs> your Sheikah mm -hmm. iPad? Uh, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Where I feel this one, they're gonna try. I don't know if they're gonna do a little bit more with it, or yeah. they're, they're they're figured out a new gimmick for it. And also, we see Zelda fall through a giant chasm. I really hope she's okay. Ben's <laughs> been, been staying up at night thinking about this. Like, Zelda, I hope you're okay. It's like Please. man, I hope she doesn't die. Because I mean, when we first the, the very first trailer for Breath of the Wild two, you saw Zelda, you saw Link. She had her short hair. Obviously, time's passed. And I'm thinking is like. Is this the first time where yeah. they're going to give us multiplayer in a Zelda game? Like, true multiplayer. Or, let me throw this out there. What if they're going to do a Metal Gear Solid 2 on us? 
and make it to where you play as Link for an hour and then you play as Zelda for the rest of the game. That'd be fun. That maybe that's the gimmick. Maybe you actually play as Zelda this time. I would not be. Angry. I would be okay with that. Like they've already shown that she's a different character in, in this series, and maybe maybe they're gonna make her. And you're right, multiplayer that could be a possibility. Maybe it could be like a. a I, I don't know. I think it still should say single player. Zelda works best that way. Yeah, I'd be cool with a mode mm-hmm. that would let you do that. That's separate. But I'm curious to see what they do. Maybe I, I think they may pull one of those. It's a theory. It's it's out there, but maybe it's going to be a Zelda Zelda's game. Like maybe Link is injured or something happens, and Zelda takes over and you play as her. I'd be wow, cool. You actually, play, well, you actually play as Zelda for once. That'd be nice. I Zelda. know, right? The only maybe time that's I- what the title is. Maybe the title is like, you know, Zelda's well, a Link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, has, they switch it on us. Uh, all right. Yeah. So one one last question. Oh wait, I had a question and I lost it. Damn it! Oh, I just remembered. All right. So, because we're getting we're getting pretty long with uh, with our uh, e three with our e three talk with our e three talk here. Yeah. So, last question with the with the end of the Breath of the Wild trailer, they said twenty twenty two for a release date. Do you guys? I'm gonna start with Inga first. Sure. Do you, do you think that um, they're gonna make a twenty twenty two release date, or do you think they're gonna push it? Because my personal thought is when I saw twenty twenty two, I'm mm-hmm. like. It could, but it's going to be November. It's oh, going to okay. be holiday 2022 when the game finally releases. So next E3 is when they're going to say, here's the title, here's the day, and here's when, it's com- here's when it's coming out. I will have to say, here's my hope. My hope is that they said 2022, even if that does mean November or December of 2022, I hope they absolutely meet that deadline. I I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't take any more companies giving me these tentative. Di- then don't talk yeah. to me about the game. Yeah. Like I, I, I am over it. Like I'm at the point where it's just it's frustrating. So it would it would even be better for them to be like 2023, psych. 2022, yeah. welcome. Like I would almost enjoy that more than them being like 2022. Just kidding. Yeah. 2024. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So. I, but I don't know. I feel like Nintendo has a little bit more success when it comes to actually like delivering what they say. And that if they're saying 2022, it'll, it will be 2022, even if it's December 31st, 2022, you know, like will, it will come out. That's, that's at least my hope for that. Um, So yes, that's, that's my answer. Okay. Patrick, same question. I think I agree. I think they'll probably, I mean, it's been, Let's see. Since the last breath, it would be about over five years. If they do holiday 2022, that'll be nearly six years since the release of Breath of the Wild. I think that I think it's been in development for a while. That first teaser came out what two years ago? Yeah, almost. Almost. Um, I think they've probably been working on it for a long time. And Nintendo is usually the one thing I will give them is that they're usually mostly good about their release dates. Um, if they say they're going to release it at this date, and it's usually right close to that date when they release, when they announce it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get it in March. I wouldn't be surprised if we get it early in the year. I think maybe we'll see more. My, my guess is that we're going to see more later in the year. We're going to see more closer to the holiday. Um, we may see it as early as quarter one next year. Um, okay. But I think Inga's also probably right. I mean, it, I absolutely believe they'll keep it 
in the year. I don't think they'll push into 23. I think they'll do it by the end of the year. I think they're, I think we'll get it sooner than we think we will. Um, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I hope so. I would love to see, because like you said, Nintendo, especially recently, Nintendo has been very on point with their release dates. Mm-hmm. Um, last yeah. time I think they actually did delay it was the first Breath of the Wild, because they also they're like, because they were it was gonna be on the Wii U, and then eventually they're like, right, let's just put it on the Switch. And then of course, when it came out on the Switch, that saved it because that only saved the game, it saved the system. Yeah, and now the Switch is like the most one of the most popular Nintendo consoles ever made. Yes, yeah. So, so I, I think I think we'll see it. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. that, but also when Nintendo does say that they are delaying some, it's not like oh sorry, it's a delay. They actually give good reasons as to why they have to delay a game. I also agree with Inga. If you say it's there's a if you give it a year, cool. Um, going way back to Xbox with Starfield, they gave a specific day, November twenty second. Yep, twenty twenty two or I November. Wish they wouldn't do that. I'm pretty they sure it's that. not going to come out that day. No. I know you, Bethesda. You're not going to make that timeline. It's going to be it's going to be pushed back somehow. But if you give us a broad year, then there's a little more wiggle room. And they say, and if you just straight up say, it's like, look. There's bugs. There's pot. We need to fix this. We want this to be a finished game. Where we know we said this time, but we need a little bit more time. Like when they did with Final Fantasy VII remake, they pushed it back. Yeah. They yeah. pushed it back a month. Yeah, which wasn't that bad. And they still kind of released a little early because then they were like, "Oh, pandemic! Here, guys." Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> it's like uh, we're in a pandemic, but the game is done. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, Australia, you can piece. have it two weeks early. Yeah. Cut off a little piece of it and give it to them. Yeah. Yes. Okay, sure. Um, there is one other before I guess before we go here, there's one game that we didn't see that I was also very surprised that we didn't see that we haven't heard anything about in years. Where is Bayonetta 3? Oh, I forgot about Bayonetta. What is going on with that? I haven't heard a thing about it. Um, oh, that's just that's just like you know what? That's just like Metroid Prime 4 because they announced yeah, it. Same thing, they showed the three. They announced Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 in the same thing, did they not? Or am I, I think so. they showed the uh they showed the little cracked number the three, three. Yeah. It was yeah. Like three or four years ago. And so I beat nothing. So that's another property that they has been pretty popular for them now that they're part of and nothing, no, no idea. Nothing. What's going on with it. Oh, you know who else we didn't talk about during the Nintendo's direct Kazuya new smash character from Tekken. Oh yeah. I, oh. he was not one of our predictions at all. No, not even close. Who, but, did, you got, who did you predict? I said, Tom um, Nook. No, I said Tom Nook. No, Tom <laughs> Nook, dude, I would be on board for that. He just shows up and, and demands payment. And then yes, he does. And then the Nook brother, the Nook cousins come and beat your ass too. Like Tommy, you... They come to collect. They start cracking skulls. Yeah, I'd be they down. Start taking your, they start taking your money. Yeah, <laughs> so full, I think we need a full, like, like mature rated Tom Nook centered loan shark collector game <laughs> where Tom just like loses it. He's drinking in his office and he's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of people taking my money and building their houses and just swimming. And <laughs> I am, we're, we're done. And then you actually go to different islands and look at people. With just go, you're just collecting? Yeah, we need Tom Nook, debt collector. <laughs> That's what I want. I'm disappointed. Nintendo, make that happen, please. Wow. Need, you can unlock different, like, baseball bats. Use on the kneecaps. I don't know. Am I going too far? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That's so funny. This is yeah. when they started into a Nintendo. Like, you're never going to get that. But, God, would I play that. that oh, yeah. Be That'd be fun. You know 
there's probably a mod for GTA 5 out there where someone dressed up a Tom Nook and is going around meeting so people with a baseball. So many videos on YouTube of it. Of Tom <laughs> Nook like showing up in people's houses like with a gun or something. Yeah. I watch those and laugh so hard. Like, where's my money? Oh, that's yeah, funny. Uh, so hers was like the fun one was Tom Nook, but yeah, Inga, yours was actually Chung Lee. Yes, Chung Lee, I thought would be really dope. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, get some I, ladies in there. Yeah, uh, Ryan's uh, Ryan's was Crash Bandicoot. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised yeah. that he wasn't there. Yeah, my my okay. The one I want in my heart of hearts is Sora from Kingdom Hearts, but it's probably not going to happen. No. My actual pick was a uh, Shantae. The genie uh, way forwards. Okay, uh, yeah, she would be good. She yeah. would be good. So it was Shantae, and also oh, there's one other person or one other character that people were saying that could be that's been in Smash, not Goku, someone else. No. I just listened to this. Ep I re-listened to the episode yesterday. It's like, wow, we were wrong. Uh, yeah, I will forget. It's very random with with a lot of their choices, and yeah. I love when they come out with a choice and they're like, "See, look who we brought in," and everybody's like, "Who cares." Well, you know, like, some I mean, of them have been kind of me. I mean, it is it is a um, a fighting game, but man, that trailer when he's revealed and he's just throwing people off a cliff, yeah, just, and just like into a multi into a river of lava. I'm like, damn! It's like when Sephiroth got announced and it looks like he stabs Mario. Yeah, or when Ridley <laughs> didn't Ridley like murder Mario yeah. in that trailer? Yeah, Ridley straight because I love Ridley, but like, I'm yeah, pretty sure he murdered Mario. Yeah, he murdered Mario and cut Mega Man in half. Yeah. Poor Mega Man. Mm -hmm. uh, poor, poor Mega Man. Yeah. yeah so, um, coming to Smash. I'm actually like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I mean, people who get mad about Smash trailers, it's like, well, tough. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm bummed too that my character, that the character yeah. didn't get in, but at the same time, I'm not the person making these decisions. Yeah. And it has to stay somewhat balanced. And they, yeah. there's a lot they have to do to make that work. And you know, there was a lot of talk. There were rumors that Master Chief was going to be there. Yeah, uh, I would have been on board. That would have been cool to see him or Doom Slayer. Would have been really cool. Yeah, um, yeah but hey, Kazuya but, is also Kazuya is from a famous fighting game series. Mm -hmm. Smash is the big, the biggest fighting game crossover of all time. Yeah. So it makes sense. Like every time they announce a new character, I always look at it and go, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. It just it just does. Even when they had set like Sephiroth wasn't like the first Final Fantasy character or the second Final Fantasy character we've had. We have a Cloud. Cool. I was thinking maybe Terra, maybe Vivi. Maybe mm. we need we need the real best Final Fantasy villain, Kefka. Yeah, or yeah, maybe Kefka. <laughs> That's but, who we need. But even then, Sephiroth is no offense, Sephiroth. Yeah, but people know Sephiroth, and and then also we got more Final Fantasy music into the game, which was nice. Mm. And still, I'm like, I wasn't mad. But like when I saw Sephiroth being announced for for Smash, I'm like, makes sense. Yep. Like you get a Min Min from Arms, makes sense. You get a Steve. Steve was kind of like the one who's like, I don't know, but <laughs> makes sense. Then like, I'm glad you, I'll never use this character, but thanks for including him. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of characters where I'm like, I don't care about that character at all. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I, don't, I get it. But but still, yeah. they make it work. So, man, this is like the longest episode of Posman we've ever had. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Inga. We did. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> we did it. We nice. did well. Well, I think that will be a good note to end it on. Inga, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on and talking about uh, a lot of disappointments, but there was some like positivity sprinkles in there. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we weren't too negative on. on some oh, we can keep going. I got a lot more. 
Well, I would, I would Let's say talk more about Tom Nook cracking people's kneecaps. <laughs> I think that's what people want to hear. I, I agree. I, as right? much as I would love to, I still, I gotta go get groceries today. <laughs> I gotta eat something. Yeah. So Same. Yeah. But I, I will say this for like, as much as, um, as much as ex- how excited I was for E3, as hopeful I was with what we got, a lot of stuff we did that was announced and we saw, I do get it. It's a, it, it is a little disappointing in some parts, but at the same time, we just are worse. No, we didn't just come out. We're still in a global pandemic. The pandemic is still going on. Things aren't hundred percent back to normal, but the fact that E3 came back makes me happy. And the sure, fact yeah. that hopefully next year, things will get better. The pandemic will be over. And then the LA convention center will be filled with people and we get, we'll, we'll get more in people, um, uh, press conferences and you actually get to hear the the reactions from the crowd I, that's yeah. what i truly missed is when stuff gets announced sure. and you hear the whoa the yeah. oh my god reactions yep but e3 is back it was a bit of a bumpy start but that means next year can only get better yeah. let's hope yeah let's hope and also awesome. Capcom, bring mega man back please <laughs> <laughs> tweet it. What did I say? Tweet it every day. I got to tweet it every day. Collector. Switch. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, okay. You know what else, who also needs to come back for a remaster or for, uh, yeah, for a remake? Who? Beautiful Joe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. Good. I actually pre-ordered that game. Nice. I got a ceramic bobblehead. <laughs> and it broke, actually, the next oh, day. No. Oh, well, shit. That's yeah, awesome. Back when pre-order bonuses were really cool. Yeah, Beautiful Joe, I would love to see that come back. But yeah, that needs, not, that needs I think to that's kind of cult. I don't know. If they remastered him and brought him back on Switch, then maybe. Maybe oh, we'll yeah. see it. No, because I remember when Beautiful Joe came out, was announced for the PS2. I wanted to get it. I never found it. Now those Super were, underrated games. Super yeah, underrated. Also, those games are super hard to find. And when you do find them, they're also really stupid expensive. That's the other thing. I got both of them. <sighs> Lucky. Humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> he, knows, right. he knows how I am. I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, what game are you talking about? Oh, here, I just happen to have it complete in box. And I'm like, over here, like, hey, here's a oh, can show that. No, yeah. I'm on this channel. With Hello, camera. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, All, right. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Inga, thank you again so much. Where thank can, you. Where can people find you on the internet? And where can people listen to your awesome show on the internet? Hey, you can listen to Adults Talking Anime Plus anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we also are on YouTube. Some of uh, some of the episodes are on YouTube, so feel free to go check out the Adults Talking Anime Plus YouTube channel. Uh, we're more active on our Instagram, so if you just want to ask a burning anime question or, you know, see a dope reel uh check us out at adults talking anime and that's that's it that's where you can find us all right patrick where can people find you and your kick-ass show on the internet Uh, you can find our podcast anywhere you get podcasts pretty much spotify apple you know anywhere else i don't know where most people get their podcasts these days but we're on pretty much everything um and that's uh the retro blast podcast um and we're most active actually on twitter um Got a pretty good, pretty good group there. Uh, we're, we're, we usually like to interact with people on that. We do have an Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Retro. Just type in the Retro Blast podcast, or it's Retro Blast US. Um, Instagram, same thing. Uh, you can find us on there. But we're just kind of starting to put more effort into our Instagram and do more posts that are kind of better catered for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Twitter is probably the best place to find us. Um, but again, you can find our podcast anywhere. 
Just Google it. Google it. Yep. Nice. And, and of course, you could find me, Ben Magnet, on the internet at Ben Magnet twenty seven on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm actually getting more active on Twitter. Well, a lot more active on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> damn, I'm doing more on Twitter than I am on Instagram because Instagram good is retro like, community there. Yep, because Instagram right now is just pictures of my cat. <laughs> Everybody loves that. <laughs> I mean, hey, people like cat pictures. Gotta give what the people want, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but also I write for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. As of when this comes up, hopefully two more articles would have would have shown up there when this after this recording is over. But as of now, as of this recording, my nudist nudist. My, <laughs> your, your nudist magazine. That's a different. My no, nudist. that's the other podcast that no, you're no. Part of and the nudist group. <laughs> Son, okay. Once Remember guy, which one you're doing. If the guys ever listen to this, this is going to be another another crack on me that I'm never going to be able to. Now, why didn't you tell us you were a nudist? No. <laughs> my new when you walk around like that in the kitchen. Jesus Christ! No, yeah. my newest article is funny enough about the Nintendo Direct of how um, fans of older Nintendo franchises shouldn't lose hope that their favorite games are coming back because we got, we're getting Metroid back after a 19-year hiatus and also Advanced Wars 1 and 2 is coming back. So it may take them a while, but don't lose hope. Especially, I'm talking to you, Star Fox and F-Zero fans. Don't lose hope. Just just, just keep hope alive, okay. guys. I have a little. I have lost a little. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just hold on to it. Just hold on to it. If you sell well, things might get better. Things might get better, but we so. Let's like fingers crossed. So you can check that out on oldschoolgamermagazine.com right now. You could check out the fake nerd podcast. We're, we're, when we, when this goes up, we will have just done our review of fast of F9, the fast saga. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that movie. Cause I haven't, we haven't recorded it yet, but that's up on, on um, the fake nerd podcast, YouTube, which is this YouTube channel that you're watching right now. You can, um, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Subscribe to our audio feeds. You can find the Fig Nerd Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Apple, um, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're freaking everywhere. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. We really do. We'd love that. We have a Patreon. Go to the Fig Nerd Podcast Patreon. We have four tiers. We have uh, a dollar tier where it's like, oh, we just like you guys. So here's a little something. If you join our $10 tier, you get a t-shirt every quarter. So that's good. That's cool. You get an exclusive T-shirt that's only out for three months, and then it's gone for good. So forever. Yeah, there you go. Also, ficknerdpodcast.com. All of our links are there to our our Patreon, our YouTube, our our all the feeds where you can listen to our show audio. They're all there. Inga, Pat. I almost call him Thor. Inga Patrick. <laughs> that's my brother. <laughs> He's the the co-host who's not here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Wow, I really I need to get something to eat. Too. Yeah, go like, take a nap and eat. I need I need to that take a nap. That's amazing, actually. That does sound amazing. Maybe not in that order or in that order. <laughs> Both. Do do all those things. Guys, well thank, you ben. thank yeah, you, ben. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. All right. So for now, let's unpause.